Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Guess who we got sitting with us today? We got Haywood Turnip Seed Jr. SP1. Sock Puppet number one. SP1. The return. SP1. It's the return. Turn. Every time you're not here, other people try to take the Better throne. Get the status. No, no, they don't. They can't. They're like, get the status. They're like, where am I on the sock puppet rankings? Am I on there? After what? Yeah. <laughs> you can fight for the rest. Yeah. Number one headband. You're the professor in Marianne. There it is. Well, you are. Let's credit this musician. What's his name, Andy? The Passion High Five. The Passion High Five. We're, asked asked for credit. He got credit. High Five. We're doing. Uh, we're, we're finding royalty-free music to, yeah. to listen to. Royalty. Soon, soon we will have a theme song. We're, yeah, we're working on a theme song. We just don't. We're, we're kind of getting away from using copyrighted stuff because you're not supposed to do that. And uh, we have Romaine sock puppet number or something. Something or other. Well, he'll be sock puppet number two after he creates this. Uh, <laughs> something or other. That's, hey, how you, that's how you move up in status. You yeah. create a theme song. Yeah, so hey, what is protective of his status. Yeah, that's so how you move up in status. We're working on, him on a song. intro and outro music for is like a theme song. Because then there's Elton and Philippe and, yeah. and, uh, and Petey uh, Steele. Petey, yeah. yeah. Although Petey Steele is working tonight, so he might be sock puppet number two tonight. He's working. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually doing something for us. Yeah, he's working tonight. He's doing something for us. In the interim, while Romain's working on that, we decided, hey, let's just go find some other stuff online. Yeah, but, man. Uh, hey, shout out to uh, Jared. Who uh, we met the other night. Speaking of uh, Jared, uh, we met the other night at the Foreign Exchange show. Walked right up to us and was like, "Aren't you Randolph? <laughs> Three guys on? Oh, say yeah. What? yeah, Black Intelligentsia came up. Yes, <laughs> yes. So he was yeah. just he just happened upon you guys. Came he did. Show, yeah. Like we well, like we, we just, just stepped in and it was we like, just "Hey, <laughs> you're Randolph." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, what's up, young like, brother? Hey. <laughs> hey, how you doing, young brother? <laughs> hey, how you doing, young brother? You good?" Randolph is an excellent celebrity because he's like hey man. I mean, he's already got the status the head was clean he had the jacket on the shoes was nice hey young brother so we studied it and I look like bodyguard he was like you must be sock puppet number one Haywood I was like what yeah, turn we up we saw Shannon wife of the podcast yeah oh you saw her at the show uh, we, t- we tweeted a picture with Jared she hit us she was like where are y'all she tweeted at me where y'all at I'm by the sound booth and then yeah. we had uh, Florence walk upon us Florence is a friend of the show yeah she listens uh, she caught us on Facebook live and she's like you, you're turnip seed Yes, yes she, <laughs> she caught us on Facebook Live. So we were represented. Three guys almost represented a little bit at the concert in the you know, building. We, we didn't get that. We didn't get that Fonticolo shout out, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he probably's got a lot on his mind. Yeah, a lot, he's got a lot there the was band. some sound issues early. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which they called out the the venue. I was like, come on now, y'all didn't sound check this girl's mic. <laughs> yeah, the, like the, there's uh, no monitors on stage. <laughs> she is. A, she's a, a a valuable part of the show. Like she sings on a more yeah, than she five did the songs. Opening song. Yeah. She had the lead the lead vocals. Yeah. I'm like, she needs to be. She's trying to sing. You can't hear. Her. Did it not work at all? Her mic? No, no they it had to worked for a one. second, and then it stopped working. Oh. And then somebody had to bring her a mic from off stage. Uh, and the then old Fonte immediately started clowning the clowning Diddy. the venue. Diddy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> immediately. This is why Maybe we that's opening the song. Maybe she broke the mic. Maybe it's yeah. her fault. I don't know why I uh, talk about the venue. You know like what it that, is? Too know? many comics killing, dropping the mics after shows there at the Howard Theater. Yeah. Or go. thinking they're killing. <laughs> yeah. Either yeah. way, they're dropping mics. Everybody's mic dropping. When Obama's way. mic dropping, it's, 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 it's yeah. jump the shark. Yeah. 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 Either way, they they dropping the mic. That was a great show, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Man. How long did they play? Hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, two hours. Right, it right. started about. It really started like eight forty-five. Yeah. We were done. I don't 10, know if it was that late. I think maybe eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah. 
And they went right through. No breaks. No breaks. No breaks. No opening act. Yeah. The little manager girl came out. Yeah, she said enjoyed a, them. Said a what's up to Chocolate City. <laughs> you guys ready for this foreign shit? Yeah. She and introed and sold merch. Yeah. Oh. And she was selling merch <laughs> they afterwards. They got a small operation. Yeah. 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 It was a small operation. They were selling merch afterwards. Very self-contained. Yeah. yeah. Low overhead. Low yeah. overhead. They didn't have dedicated yeah. merch per person. But she person was there. selling. Was she? <laughs> yeah. Was she? she? was selling. Did you guys was, buy merch? I didn't get in that line. I was like, ah. So she line. didn't sell hard enough. <laughs> but the line was long. We were like, you know what? We could get this online as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you start getting that inside track. You're like, you know, I know I can get this from. Yeah. And I had an ATM card issue. Oh, so yeah. I was like, hey, well, can you buy me a drink, <laughs> Daddy? Because yeah. fucking people, man, yeah. with this we're, card. We're cheap dates. He bought the ticket. I bought the drinks. Yeah. It was really, well, your card wasn't swiping or something? My what? card, I left my card in an ATM machine Sunday. In the machine? In the machine. I was depositing money into the machine. Yeah. And I left, I walked away and left the card in the machine. Okay. Then I went up to... Stopped at Starbucks and then I went over to uh, K and G's, buy a couple of shirts, opened up my wallet. And there's no card in my wallet. And I was like, oh shit! Yeah. Got back in my car to drive back to the to the ATM to get it, and I got an email on my way back mm. on my phone saying we have deactivated this card. It was you left it in the machine. Ah. Oh. Because then I didn't have a card. It was fine. I had cash. Yeah. I was like, well, guy, yeah, I was fast, but I was like, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. I called. The Wells Fargo machine. Excuse me. Yeah. So I I called. Uh, uh, off. I called the, here, uh, called them and told them what happened. They were like, "Just go to the bank tomorrow and order a new order a new card." Yeah, so yeah. Know what happened? Yeah. Then I got an email from the bank, from the actual bank that it was at, saying, "Hey, we got your card." And I was like, "Well, it's off now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. I went in on Monday and ordered a new card. Okay. Well, Thursday, a Ten. card shows up at the house. Okay. I was like, well, "That's kind of quick," <laughs> but okay. So I looked at the card. I said, okay, here's a replacement card. You know, you got to destroy the other card. Cut the other card up. Yeah. On my way to the concert, I stop at the ATM to activate the card and get a little cash. Yeah. Card don't work. Mm. I call the bank, call the bank line, management line. They have sent me the same number on the card. It's Why the would same card. Why would they do that? Because they're fucking idiots. That's all I can think. I was like, that automatic pressing. Sent me it the generated same automatic. shit. I was like, well, I can't use this car. So then I, I had to be on the phone with him. And then as we were getting off the phone, the girl goes, I'm, uh, I'm, thank, you, thank you for allowing me to help you today. I said, you were no help at all. <laughs> at all. At all. She's just doing her job. Yeah. At all. That's, that's, reading scripts. that's a got, final statement that she has to make. Read, read the script. Like, this was no help at all. No, I said, this was no help at all. This, this was no help at all. Be glad at there all. wasn't a survey involved. I'm on my way to a concert, <laughs> and I got no money. I had, 12, yeah. I had $13 in my, in so, my pocket. They they then had to send another card. I got it yesterday, and that one that was quick. Is a valid card. Yeah, well, it was, it, the process was still going. Oh, so they you sent know? one. You had gotten one. Yeah, they, they sent they one. Sent they sent the temporary one, yeah. and then they sent the original one. They right, right, right. My guess was, well, not the original, I but guess the new original. I talked to on the phone sent me yeah. one, and then the bank sent me. Yeah, one. that's what happened. And they came like yeah. a day apart. Yeah, that happened to me before. <laughs> they said they dealt like you go in the bank and they give you one, and then the bank sends you a temporary one. And then they send you the actual one yeah. a little bit later. And it's like you have three cards that you have to cut up now. Well, I got two now because I went to the bank yesterday to get another temp card. Yeah. And I was telling the girl who was giving me the temp card. And she was like, yeah, that sounds like some of that. She, started, she was like, that sounds like some of that bullshit. That's what yeah. she wanted yeah. to say. <laughs> That's that bullshit. <laughs> That's that bullshit. Let me guess. Did they ask you if they help you? <laughs> of course they did. What'd you tell them? 
Would you like to take this survey? No. So I'm standing there with Haywood, and they got the they got the bar open. They got the, all the you know all the black drinks. They got the Hennessy. Yeah, right next to us. They got the Hennessy. They got uh, the, they got the Crown. They got the Crown Apple. Green Apple Crown. I was like, you want some of the Green Apple? I was like, can you buy me some, Daddy? <laughs> yeah. So Daddy Haywood, can you buy me some? Shannon starts dying. <laughs> can you buy me some? I was like, so then he was like, uh, I only want two. I was like, fuck, bump that. You taking this third drink? We're gonna drink this one. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. You did make me drink <laughs> the third one. I was like, you gonna drink this one? It. This one. Is on me. I was getting some anyway. Yeah, this one is on I me. Think about it, I did drink through. <laughs> they were good. No, but you good. They were full, nice liquor filled, but you don't want no soda in them. No, right. you just wanted them on nah, the rocks. You may as well just get on the rocks. Yeah, and it was ten bucks. So did you guys push your way up to the front? We didn't, didn't have, have to. to. Didn't, didn't have, have to. to. It was literally that kind of nice crowd, nice fluid. Right. It was a. Uh, it was full up in there. Yeah, it was full, but it was spacey enough. Still. Was anyone pushing their way up to the front? No. What's no. the people walked? Everybody kind of en masse moved up. Like a yeah, couple yeah. of people came through yeah. a couple of times. But for the most part, everyone was really like chilling. We saw Pearl Jam at that Made in America, and that guy <laughs> was next to me shirtless yeah. just dancing. I was like, come on, son. <laughs> Your sweaty back is on me. Come on, son. It's not about that, yeah. man. <laughs> come it's on, about son. about the music. Just doing this. <laughs> come on, son. It's about the music. As I say, it was a uh, black intelligentsia because everyone was a uh, it was sport coat night. It was sport, sport coat. coat night. There was a dude next to me. Ooh, he was clean. Yeah. He had on a. He had on a. Everything was perfectly sized. Oh yeah, dude. That dude. He looked like a tiny superhero yeah. with dreads. Yeah, yeah. His dreads all nice and coiffed. Co- co- all all pulled like, back. This brother, he had a man. sport jacket on that was you know. perfect fit. He had the vest yeah. on. Perfect fit showing off his little his little skinny ass body. You know who the new shirt. Republicans are? Black folks with uh, disposable income. Yeah. They're not actual Republicans, uh. but damn, they don't act like it. <laughs> <laughs> they, dr- they don't want a whole lot of drama. They're in and out. They use the valet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they use their credit cards. They have drinks beforehand. wasn't a lot of cash. wasn't no smoking inside. Nope. Didn't smell no weed. What? Wasn't nobody outside. I was like, smoking. you can't even blaze up. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad trying to get blazed. I'm like, still that guy. I was like, that's where I was at yeah. before. He's like, where were you? I know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I know what show I'm at. I'm gonna go to the corner. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it right. I'm not even gonna disrespect anybody. Here. There's a few elders in here tonight. <laughs> where are they announced sport coat night? Was that like on when the they website? say it's foreign exchange coming? No. Oh. As soon as they say foreign that's exchange, that's who's listening to that. Yeah. They just coats out. And that's, it's just, not. Everyone, that's just the the crowd they yeah. bring in. I it's got not. mine. It's I was the, like, oh, I'm gonna wear this one tonight. It's not the people listening to Panda or the people going to see uh, Bad Boy Return. Just the yeah. people that are like, you know what, man? I just want to go for a nice evening. Yeah. I gotta go to. I'm still not gonna take that day off work tomorrow, but I'm gonna be chill yeah, and talk yeah, about. It. I'm gonna be chill yeah. at work tomorrow. Yeah. They know. I saw people from work at the concert. They did the shit on time. They know. They were like, you know what, man? We're just gonna chill and and then Friday. I mean, Friday we sit at the lunch t- table and talk about it. Yeah. So it was one of those, like, you know what? Uh, you can go. Like, remember when you go to the circus, but you t- went on a Thursday and you went 7 o'clock, and maybe a few of your friends went, and you got to talk about it the next day and yeah, take yeah, the stuff yeah. that you yeah. got from the circus the next day? It was that kind of thing. Like, hey, where were you guys last night? Oh, we went to Foreign Exchange. Oh, shit. I wish I knew. Where were you? Yeah, exactly. You didn't know yeah. about it? Like, yeah. Everybody knew about it. Where, where'd <laughs> you go to smoke weed? <laughs> I, I felt self conscious. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a comic that lives near every venue. Let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. venue, there's a comic nearby. What yeah. you doing, man? Yeah, because he appeared. <laughs> so where you at, man? Oh, I was over there. Boy, I'm trying to talk about all, all in his breath. I was like, I'll be right through the alley. I'll be right there. Yeah, like, he appeared from an alley. I'm right over here on your left. Cloud of smoke. And then I know the people who uh, own Flavors next door. So, what is that, a bar? Yeah, yeah, Flavors is a nice bar. It's a, It used to be the only one, but it's a nice bar and an eatery. Okay. Yeah. Tony Woods used to do a show in there. 
So they usually open right before they usually are open right before the Howard Theater and right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So they get that whole crowd. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did I did watch thinking I was like, we all need to develop our own fan base. Beyond beyond three guys on. Obviously three guys on, we have a little bit of a fan base. But like I need one for my comedy, you need one for your comedy. Haywood, you need one for your comedy. As watching Watching because these people who came to Foreign Exchange were specifically Foreign Exchange yeah. fans. Like yeah. I have seen Tina Turner in my life. I don't own any Tina Turner. <laughs> right. I was at. She has a. She has a record for the biggest concert in uh, history in Guinness. Guinness. Wow. It's like the most well attended concert since that time. I was at that concert. Wow, yeah. Like I don't have any Tina Turner records. Yeah. But I went because it was Tina Turner. And my yeah, right. in, my in laws. I got tickets. I'm like, you want to go? I was like, yeah, I've seen the Turner. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you walk up to my in-laws and say, hey, you want to see the foreign exchange? At first, they're going to be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I guess I guess it's kind of the same thing with Pearl Jam. Yeah. On a bigger scale. Pearl Jam is bigger and you can, like I have seen Pearl Jam. I'm yeah. not a particularly a Pearl Jam fan. I don't dislike Pearl yeah. Jam though. Yeah. I know their songs, but yeah. I'm not like Andy. I know what you mean. On that, yeah. you see what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I, but I do these... sort of get surprised though because they don't, you know, they don't get radio play at this point much. Yeah. No, no. Uh, they do their own thing. They're completely self-contained, but their Madison Square Garden show sells out in minutes. You're yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah. there's still that many people. Yeah, there's still that many people who, who are who out there want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. You know, so that's how I feel watching. You can see how. Would they be okay with being a small? Do they want to be a bigger operation where they have people set up selling merch beyond <laughs> this one girl who's right. doing it for them? Of course they would. Well, yeah. But are they satisfied with being this? Right. I would think they are. Right. You know? Yeah. They filled up the Howard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. At 25 a pop, they were selling yeah. merch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is a, what a twenty city tour. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked to him yeah. about it, and he's he's like cities. at where he's at the point where he's you don't have to take every gig. Yeah, <laughs> right. anymore. And then they do huge overseas too. They're yeah, like, you, you know, build your fan they base. Sell out over there, you know, and yeah. your fans come out. And that's I'd rather have a do a show for man. If I can get, let's say, let's say we could each get a get a hundred people wanting to see us. Yeah, every weekend. Yeah. We're willing to pay ten dollars, right? Yeah. Hundred people's not a lot of people yeah. in the grand scheme of things, and you just you get the door. Well, they have that. They, there was that metric that came out. People said you need you know whatever it is, ten thousand fans who like dedicated or whatever the number is, one thousand mm-hmm. dedicated fans, meaning who will come see you when you go to their town mm-hmm. and buy your album. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's if you have ten thousand people who are on that level, they'll buy whatever you put out, right? And see all your shows, like Stanhope. That's what, how he does. Right, that's what he right does. Now. And yeah. it's a hard life because you got to go to a lot of out of the way venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. You got to build a fan base. Non, um, for comics, non comedy venues. A lot yeah. of like a lot of rock you know, venues, and bars, shows, and music yeah. venues, and places that you're never going to come back to. He's Stanhope has a lot of places he plays once. Yeah, you know, well, he played. Um, it used to be what Palace of Wonders. Yeah, he played Palace of Wonders. Yeah. So he, you know, there's a lot of that too, where it's like it's a very transient, you yeah. know, that that building part. Unless you're like the situation with foreign exchange, where you've got a bit of a name recognition, and so you can maybe get a leg up on some of that stuff. But with comedy, that's the hard part. It's like yeah. it's it's uh, yeah, it's not like music. Because people, when they come see you the second time, they don't want to see the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to see something completely different. Yep. So, and you can't generate that every time you go mm-hmm. through every little small town, but. Unless you're Brian Regan, people want to see all the old shit too. Mm-hmm. You know, someone on that level. But 
that's the difference. It's, it's it's in that sense, music is a little bit easier for building because people, if you have a song that people love and you play it at your show, they want to see it the next show. And then yeah. if you have like a an extended yeah. version the next time yeah. you come through town, I like what you did with that song from five years ago. Well, yeah. music stays with you. Yeah, well, it's like I said, it becomes a soundtrack. Yeah, Not that laughter don't. doesn't stick with you, but the comedian sticks with you more right. than their jokes do. Yeah, you know that that yeah. I, I like. You know, you, you find somebody that you like and you gravitate to, and they're like, yeah. I like Paul Mooney, so I like to hear what he has to say on. Yeah, and that's I like what you his want. thoughts that's the, on. That's that Woody. That's that um, Woody Allen school. Is yeah, you hear, people want to come to hear me talk about whatever I, whatever I want yeah. to talk about. Yeah. That, that, you spoke to that before. Yeah. Like you know, eventually you know you, you're on shows and you showcase what you can do, but then eventually you hope to get to a point where people come see. Just what to you see can what do, I right? want to, what you know. I have to see. But you yeah. still have to generate, like yeah, generating, yeah. So that's yeah, that, yeah. Never, that never stops. Generating, yeah. you know, like you know, Louis C.K. obviously does the hour a year. He did for a few years. Yeah, he's not doing that right now, but he's actually on the road uh, right now. Yeah, but it's like two years later. You yeah, know? it's it's not the same pace. But well, I think everybody gets in that. It seems like the really good ones get in that zone where they yeah. do like 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 Rock got there. Uh, CK's there, Kevin Hart. I mean, they—they're getting that. They, their rhythm is perfect, so they can just really put what they want to put into that rhythm. Right. And then now it's just like, okay, the, the thoughts go with the beat at the same time. And then like now he's Louis shifting a little bit because he's getting a lot more serious. Yeah. So now I, I believe I would imagine he's approaching a lot more. I don't want to say serious material. Well, I have noticed that the last act, couple of performances had he's wearing a suit on stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big shift. Yeah, it's a small thing, <laughs> but it's a big shift. Yeah, it's a big shift because it changes the entire show. You, that's what yeah. people come to I mean, see he's now. A suit on stage. So when you know when you're like I this, I was stunned when I saw that yeah. when he was last year and he put that picture up. I was like, yeah. he got a suit on? A, r- a real suit too? It wasn't a, a yeah, gimmicky no, thing. No, it was, yeah. you know, he didn't go to K and G or anything. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I, I would <laughs> imagine he's thinking. Money. <laughs> but if you think about it, I would imagine he's thinking in Kennedy Center realm now. You know, thinking about doing venues like that. Doing we the saw him at the Kennedy Center. And he, he was dressed. He had on the he had on the jeans and the yeah. and the t shirt. Yeah, but that was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So if, if you you know you got he's doing Ron White did it. Yeah, Ron White was just yeah. this uh, cowboy type guy used to take a saddlebag on stage, cowboy hat. Cause Ron White had been like a legitimate cowboy. Yeah, horses, whole nine <laughs> yards. Uh, some point, just changed his look. Started a suit. Not really a tie, but a suit. Yeah, with a, standing with a glass. Yeah, with a like he's like a guy. Yeah, scotch in his yeah. hand. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So Chris Tucker did As his last one. to a beer. Don't, yeah. don't bring up Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was so bad. Man. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I tried. It was. It was, it was I'm just okay. assuming. I, know I have what tried it was. with certain things. Mike Epps tried. <laughs> I tried. Which one? I tried. The last one. The one on, on Netflix. Netflix. I'll try. One? I'm like, let me get this. You know, guy. he's gonna show up at your house now. Mike Epps, he'll just show up and, and confront people <laughs> probably, and talk pro- shit about it. Probably. I tried. <laughs> Buzzing the wrong buzzer. <laughs> like, that special wasn't. That special wasn't. Yeah, special. It, it, it wasn't that special wasn't. It's special. His, spe- his, his one to me was uh, <laughs> underrated. That one I really dug. Yeah. Um, when he was in Detroit. What's the one where he talks about? That's the one where he talks about the, the, the guy in the audience, Sugar Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar Daddy. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was in prison doing Christmas plays. You play. can have whatever you like. <laughs> he said, you doing a Christmas play? Don't they know you play? You playing Santa Claus? You got yeah. eight bodies on you. <laughs> That's funny because that hit home. That was my dad. <laughs> that's funny because it's true. Yeah, that's always the one that hit. Like, oh, wow, that was striking. That's what comedy's supposed to do, though. But uh, Chuck D, to your point earlier, he said, um, 
I was following, you know, I followed him on Twitter. Yeah. And he was like, you know, we do the albums, but the point in doing the album is to get people to your live yeah, show, get with, to your live where, show. Where you really can connect with them. Right. And I think yeah. that's the beauty of comedy. We we connect with them on that real level where they just really think that, you know, yeah. they know us. Well, Fonte said he didn't want to tour too fast if they put that, that Land of Milk and Honey because yeah. he wanted people, everybody to know the songs before they went. And everybody knew they the knew songs. Him. They knew them. <laughs> yeah. Because we were all singing. Our voices still fucked up. Right? <laughs> we were all singing. Baby. Yeah, loud. We were, we were hollering up in there. Everybody was singing. That's how good it was. And that's how good the energy. Because just. <clears throat> the stage show is important. A lot of times, and this is what happens to musicians a lot, especially artists, you know, just so-called artists, they just throw them out there. And then because people want to see them because they want to see them live, and people don't have live shows for the longest time. Kanye did not have a good show. Right. Uh, Drake, in the beginning, didn't have a good show. You you get forced, the really good ones get forced to do good yeah. and, and turn it into a good show. But I, like, I saw some early clip of Kendrick, and he wasn't that... It was kind of boring, but now you watch Kendrick. He's got like all kinds of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. fire for some reason. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drop fire in these motherfuckers. Let me drop fire in these motherfuckers. I just wanted it. I just got it. I just wanted it. That shit was so funny. That's hilarious. Y'all don't even understand what I'm doing. You drop fire on them. Who fire these bitches? So it was so funny. But you know you. That's the beauty of uh, a really good act to me. In you, you find out like twenty years in, man. That's those are the guys who know what they're doing. So by the right. time you start seeing them, it's special. By the time we were seeing Carlin on HBO, he was already twenty years in. So yeah, yeah, he could run around that stage and look, make it look like it was super easy. Or, yeah, you know, same with Richard Pryor when we saw. Uh, uh, well, shit, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Hart. He was already twenty years in by the time his first special hit. So it's like, okay, this makes sense now. That grown little man. Yeah, yeah. that was that was the, everything after that is pretty much a riff on that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart was he was younger than that. He's he, he had, was he had uh, a lot of years under he his had belt. A, he started in like ninety eight. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of years under his belt. He just he was accelerated. Um, I because he's only he like on, I remember he was on thirty seven. He's not only uh, think he's that old. I think he's like thirty four. I remember when he was on BET, and uh, his style was completely different. Oh yeah, when he was doing coming, uh, he was hosting one of those shows. Before that, damn, when they were in Atlanta. Oh, okay, because he'd been around for a minute, and like like Chris Rock, he 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 got his show together to it was just like when he dropped. Uh, Bring the pain. It was like, wow, this is a different guy. This is not the born yeah. suspect. Yeah, Kevin's thirty six. <laughs> thirty six. Started young. Yeah, so he he was in a, I mean, he was two years in. He was getting like Montreal and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did get fast tracked. Yeah, he did get fast tracked because he got the he got the development deal, and he got North a movie deal and stuff like that. So he did get he did get really fast. He probably started around ninety seven, ninety eight, because he was like eighteen, nineteen mm-hmm. at that point. And then he made himself into a, a the, he marketed himself well. That's what yeah. we're talking about, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Well, remember what was he doing? It wasn't um like it, it evolved into Snapchat, but it was uh it was like the early editions of Periscope and stuff. You can put your, you can just literally like live broadcast and stuff. He was doing a lot of that on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. You can just check his stand up shows out. That, that led into the Netflix things. I forget what that app was called because. Well, he was doing all the little shit, all the little shit that we hate. Like after the show, hanging out your car, <laughs> yeah. talking to people. Go to my website, follow me on Twitter, yeah, all that good, shit. He's good at that. He was very dedicated yeah. on that. Um, yeah. You know, like a lot of con- I, I haven't seen this much. I've only seen this a little bit, but headliners will come in and they'll have that little card. Yeah. And they'll put one on each table before yeah. the show. Yeah. So you sit down, you get one. Yeah. 
and I've seen it. I've seen it done yeah. rarely, yeah. but like Kevin Hart used to do that shit. Yeah, and so you come back through town, and you know, let's say ten percent of the crowd is is diehard after they saw you. Mm-hmm. Well, they're coming back. Yeah, you know, because they now follow you. They know they go to your website. Yeah, they're on your mailing list. That was a, the era of mailing lists. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they come back and see you, and now yeah. that ten percent becomes your core base. Yeah. So yeah. and we're all and I do the same shit. Like I don't. I'm so uncomfortable standing there handing out my card to people and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I guess you got to do it. You know, if you want to hit that level. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the hip hop in it selling out the trunk. Right. You know, that's right. the thing. Selling your mixtape on the corner. Yeah, you have a product, but then uh, do you want people to? It's like okay, that's what goes into what Fonte says in Little Brother. You know, and now people are listening. What do we have to say to him? Right. So part of it is, you know, getting something together to have something that people want to listen to. Right. But then what I think part of what we do as comedians, that's just it. We get it we get it done, we get it out of us. And it's you know, I think this is the commons man entertainment. This is something that, you know, you're not gonna not do this every day. Right. Once you even get on and once you do it professionally, you're still not gonna not do this every day. That's that going to the quarry every day. So you're not handing out your flyers and not handing right. out your cards every day. But then eventually you do say, okay, hey, I'm marketing this event. I'm marketing this event. I'm marketing this event. That has to be that we want to draw people to. Well, and the, it's always, well, who are you marketing to now? That's the question. People that the came question. to see you last time yeah. who are now followers of you. Yeah. Because if you didn't solicit the follows, yeah. then you don't have that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. as much as it's easy to, and I've done it, made fun of the comic who like finds themselves, oh, I'm by the door I'm at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm standing by the door. Well, how did I get here? <laughs> Do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because some of it is just the insecure comic being a whore, needing, yeah. needing everybody to say, you're funny yeah. on the way out. Like, you're I great. Can't. That's what I make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> you're great. But handing out the cards and shit, you know, can't hurt. Well, I don't like, here's what I, I've seen it, and I remember like, I remember watching the comic do it. I went to go see Corey Hulk. I remember watching the comic do it. And the people were leaving just throwing a card on the ground. I was like, that's got to suck. Yeah. And it was like, uh, that. that's the part was just like, when you're that early in the game, I understand doing it, but then I, 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 it happens on the metro all the time. You go to yeah. the metro, people give me flowers, and people just throw them in the trash, just throw them in the trash. Like that trash. Mitch Hedberg show. Yeah, you don't want to. Here, you throw this away. Yeah. <laughs> when someone hands you a flyer, it's like they're saying, here, you throw yeah. this away. What you're hoping yeah. is that at least one person will keep it. Just one. Just one. Well, that's the you know, One out of ten. One out of yeah. ten. And that, that's what we were doing with Solis. I, do, I can do it easier with the, with the show that I produce as opposed to myself. Right, I have to have something more uh, going forward. Like this is a show that I'm producing, so I feel obligated to other people. Right, like like just like carrying a family because I don't think that's some family shit with me. But like doing it for myself, it's very hard for me to say, "Hey guys, come to this show to check me out." Especially at this level, I'm on. I'm just literally hosting. I'm not asking you to come check me out. I'm really asking you to come check out the show that I'm a part of. Right. Hopefully, you you know you have a good time and it's a good show, and want to come back to see this event i'd rather you come back to see live comedy right over and over and over again as opposed to seeing myself because that's just going to benefit me right you know and then that's what we really want the opportunity to entertain people who are just there to see comedy right you know and that, that's your brand of comedy yeah it's, yeah it's yeah. all about brand but then that grows Branding. into that right that grows into it's like being a justice league it grows into you have your city that you protect Right. You know, but then when we do our shows, that's what we do. Okay, we have to come together to fight this force that's trying to take over the world. Right. But then we go back to Central City and Gotham and Metropolis. and See you guys later. <laughs> you know. See you guys at the next meeting. Let's pick up a bus off of people yeah. or yeah. let's uh, stop yeah. fight crime. Like Batman yeah. never stops fighting crime. 
So it's like that. I guess that's the people that we want to entertain that are like us on. They listen to Three Guys On and listen to our different podcasts or follow us and read. Because people say, "Hey, you should joke more on Twitter." And I'm like, "For what? Like, I want you to come to a show." Right, but that's but, but that's, that's why. how you generate people. <laughs> but then if you come, if you see the joke on Twitter, then like, then then you. That's why I said I it's, it's different than music. You have to generate, <laughs> generate, generate. Yeah. You got to generate content. And the thing with Twitter, like I I back away from the internet like all the time. Yeah. Like I just but. People go to the internet to experience comedians now, so yeah. it's just it's the same reason you go but on that's the road. Some shtick, man. It's the same reason you go to the comedy <laughs> club. They don't come to your house. You have to go to where, <laughs> yeah. where people are. Yeah. So it used to be yeah. people are in these towns and bars and places, and they still are. But also, people go to Twitter to experience comedians. Yeah. And Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. So you have to be where they go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just like yeah. getting in your car and driving there. Yeah. So there's the element of that where I'm yeah. like, I guess I could tweet more and I just, it's just not in me to do that. And it's not in Bill Burr to do that either. Yeah. But it's just not part of who I am. But yeah. the people who embrace it, you know, any yeah. new platform, like there's always a couple of early adopters who benefit greatly from it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I've seen people who are Twitter funny. And I've seen people who are Facebook funny well, some and of the Vine doesn't, funny doesn't and it doesn't just translate yeah, to the live stage. It's like this is not good. And that that hurts the art. Well, at the end of the day, I've seen people read essentially say their tweets into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes well, yeah. depending on that comic style, but sometimes yeah. it's just oh, that was an amusing tweet, but that yeah. wasn't comedy. It wasn't a, a, a bit, right? You know, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, now inform me. I don't want to see. I used to not like this. Like if I would watch Def Jam and watch the five minutes and then go see the Def Jam tour that came. Yeah, I don't want to see the five minutes that I saw on Def Jam. That's what Kate made me come. Yeah. Now yeah. if that's a part of a bigger bit. Yeah. Great, you know, like in Bernie Mac's case, that would be a part of a bigger bit. Yeah, but in some cases, like early Chris Tucker, it wasn't. It was the whole set. It was the whole thing, and it was just like, oh man, this is. Now they paid twenty five, thirty five dollars and to see the uh, same shit. Tough comedy is hard to sit through. Yeah, it's the hardest thing. To, like you can sit through music and be like, oh, there's people who do covers. Yeah, but uh, comedy is one of the hardest things. It becomes spoken word, which is like not entertaining unless you went to go see spoken word. Yeah, yeah. And then only good spoken word is the stuff that's humorous. Yeah. Because it, good speeches have funny in them. Well, that's why <laughs> a lot of comics when they sell CDs, they'll say this CD has nothing that you heard tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you can get two of my sets now. Yeah. Yeah. If you buy that yeah. other one, so. But that's a hard part with comedy. It's hard to generate. To the level of being able to build your base that way, yeah. uh, the way musicians can, yeah, you know, because they can, they can, they can sell tickets off that same album, yeah, for if it's a if it's a great album for yeah. years. Yeah. People yeah. always want to hear their favorite song, like you said. People always want to hear that. Yeah, I mean, Pearl Jam's biggest album was their first one. Yeah, so there are still people in the crowd who cheer the loudest when they play Jeremy or whatever. Jeremy, because that's know? what they know. That's what they want. Yeah. So, and. No one's doing that with with Chris Tucker's Michael Jackson impression. No, like, I want to see that. Can you do it again? <laughs> right. You know they've right. seen it already. They've seen it. All, they maybe right. if they want to see it the second or third time, they YouTubed it. Right. So right. Now it's really. You out can see it in Rush Hour. You can see it. In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything. And money talks. In, yeah. Anything he's been in, he's doing that impression. Yeah. yeah. We get it, Chris. You yeah. Know? You know. I got to see, the unforgiving I gotta see thing Ruby Rod do do <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I gotta see. Yeah, Come on, Chris. But that's what I like about com- that's the part I like about comedy that makes it to me the the jazz thing. Like the true jazz artists at the time were not doing the same thing every night. That's what you went to go see, yeah. right? You know, you went to go see. You know, you want to see Coltrane or Miles do. That's part of my favorite things. It's never performed the same twice. He never performed the Love Supreme the same yeah. twice. That's a part of being able to go see. That. Oh, it's like going to see, uh, you know, Brian Regan. 
Yeah. Go see him one night and go see him the next night. Yeah. He's generated so much material. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but his fans also shout out like they want to hear the old stuff too. Yeah, yeah. He's a, in a special space. Yeah. Who's the guy? The uh, the mathematician, the, the voice of Roger Rabbit, Charles Fleischer. Charles, Charles Fleischer. Fleischer. Yeah, he has that. <laughs> he has that. He does music in his set, yeah. but you know, it's, yeah. it's in a very loose. It's a strange dude, man. <laughs> he's an artist. He's a strange a mathematician, dude, man. Musician, like comedy is, you but it's one of the things that he does. Some yeah. molecular structure <laughs> yeah. of the universe. Yeah. He took to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> dude, man. And honestly, I kind of, I, I, you know, that's the nerd in me that likes that. You know, I like yeah. Neil, I could, I, I like Neil deGrasse. I can watch that, but I'm not going to go see a lectures by Neil deGrasse. I got ten new minutes. I know it's the same peptide lecture. bonds, <laughs> covalence, hoverboard. All right. Yeah, covalence. Be careful the, going on those stairs. She unlocked the hoverboard on whatever game she was playing. <laughs> Subway you surfers. Want to shoot. I used to have Subway surfers on my phone. Good job. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Long time with Subway surfers. Yeah, it's just killing time kind of game. <laughs> Unless you're eight years old, then it's Very your whole much. life. I got ninjas. I we mean, real no, ninjas, not we the got black. No got emails. Ninjas. We didn't get any emails this week, I don't think. <sighs> email us. You're going to have emails next week because Sock Pumper number one was in the building. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, it's oh, sometimes no, no, people have down weeks on the emails. But people must have been working. How's the tip jar looking, Andy? That was the first thing Jared said. Jared said he put some. <laughs> Don't worry, I know I'm at this concert, but I put some in the tip jar. You <laughs> know what? Um, the tip jar, uh, we do get an email notification when there's money deposited in the tip jar or sent to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple of those this week. There you go. Yeah, you know, we did get a couple of those. So we did get email. I'm not going to read. The email that that PayPal sends me. <laughs> you have a donation. Yeah, someone sent you money. Uh, let me make sure there's no email. I love those. I'm pretty sure we didn't get any. No, yeah, we thank did you, not. Jared, for letting us helping yeah. us go to the concert. Thank you, man. Yeah, we got a couple. You have a pending donations, so I'm not going to read those. But uh, yeah, Jared's cool in his linen jacket. In his linen jacket on. Oh yes. Yeah, Telling man, black and t- I had my jean uh, sport coat on. Yeah, I was dressed sweater and a shirt. Now, did Jared, like, did he ask about me? Did he ask, did he ask about me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, we talked about you, Andy, because <laughs> they were like, Nicolay is Andy Klein. <laughs> he's, Andy Klein. he's Andy Klein of the Fornish. Did he ask about me? We actually <laughs> talked about you. Did he, was, came out, did so he wonder goes, where I was? Yeah. He was the Andy Klein of the Fornish. We said, Andy is on stage right now as Nicolay. <laughs> that is Andy. And Nicolay did not smile. And then when he did smile, it was like, that is Andy Klein. It's, right. like, it's very rare, but it, when it does, it's Andy beaming. Klein. Right. <laughs> and the drummer was good, too. Then. Oh, was it, wasn't it? Like, yoked up white dude. Yeah. <laughs> wife beat on. <laughs> Shouldn't all drummers be yoked up as much as they yeah, swing their they arms around? Be, yeah. yeah. Like how, yoked up yeah. with You get your quest loves occasionally, but you know. Yeah. Being a drummer, you should all either have one arm, like the man from Def Leppard, or be strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got both. He's got one strong ass. One strong arm. arm. Gosh, Super that. strong. Uh I just read this headline. This is um this is Based on well, this is I guess somewhat related to something we talked about last week. The uh, the black derby horse names. Yeah, ah, I love uh, those. This, here's a headline from the Baltimore Sun right now. <laughs> Won't it, he do it? <laughs> today's Won't Preakness. Today's Preakness Day at, at yeah, it is Baltimore. Preakness. Yeah, it's yeah. Preakness. I've never done it, but people go in the infield and have just a debauchery. Yeah, yeah debauchery. I did it once. Yeah, I did it once. You know, there's a crack house right across from the Preakness. That's really? Baltimore. Yes, that is Baltimore. Of course, there is. I was like, That's oh my god, it's not, <laughs> that it's is not just one zone. It's just random bad streets. <laughs> Good street, bad street. Yeah, Good street, bad yeah, street. Exactly. You know? That's what it's like. I was like, that's like I know. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's why it's so there's a um, there's a there's a rehab center like three blocks from it. Well, here's the um, 
<laughs> got to walk three blocks to get reading. <laughs> they don't want that in the I guess two blocks too many. How you going? <laughs> you got to walk past three more crack houses. Crack house, crack house, liquor store, rehab, crack house, church. Who's running who? Uh, this is the headline, and this is only I'm only reading this because it's a sad headline, but I'm reading this because of the uh, the the topic. Horses, Promedia, and <laughs> Homeboy Chris die at early Preakness Day races. Damn, homeboy so Chris. Homeboy Chris, they didn't have the, if they didn't have the sugars, maybe they'd have been healthy. Now <laughs> horse with diabetes. <laughs> homeboy Chris is is Homeboy K R I S, all one word. Oh man, Homeboy uh, Chris. Yeah, so. That that's uh, that's what happens when you start letting Nelly go to Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that's what happens. This um, is an institution. Maryland bred homeboy Chris, <laughs> a nine-year-old horse that ran in the 2010 Kentucky Derby, collapsed and died after winning the first race at Pimlico Racecourse on Saturday, Damn. according to. First of all, that uh, means he was drugged up. He ran yeah. in the 2010 Derby. I mean, he's old. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 2016. 2016. It's six years later. Yeah. They still got him racing. And he hasn't done big races since then. So he's no, really only he's doing- like the wrestler. It's <laughs> <laughs> all sad. He's all the wrestler died at the end of that movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, more misfortune struck in the final turn of race four when Pramadia, um, a four-year-old filly running out of the number eight position, collapsed on the turf and suffered a left front mid cannon bone fracture. Damn. She was euthanized on track. So that one is clip typical broken bone. But homeboy Chris just fell out. He just collapsed and died. He was lit. So there were we thought there were no actual black horse names. We have two. And we got homeboy Chris and now he's dead. Promedia so, is close too. Promedia. Promedia sounds like Bahamadia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Philly. Exactly. Out of Philly. Philly. Out of Philly. So out of Philly. That's uh so there you go. There was that we are one fewer uh, black Derby, <laughs> black derby, derby. Horse. I want, I, I'm going to have to go to Kentucky I have a friend that lives in Kentucky he keeps saying I should come but I'm going to go to the Derby one year because I was surprised yeah. at the amount of black people that were at the Preakness so I want to see what the Derby because that's an institution you know, oh. that's an old southern institution I'm reading this uh, Homeboy Chris this was this is very much like the wrestler this is sad in, in the first race Homeboy Chris who we know is old yeah. came from behind in the final stretch <sighs> to win a close contest as a 9 to 1 underdog and then collapsed on his way back to the barn. It's like John Damn. Henry. John Henry versus the steam train. <laughs> you know, collapsed and died on his way back to the barn from the winter circle. Oh, that's that's so he sad. He proved it. He's I'm going to get one last one. So sad for homeboy Chris. Damn. Homeboy Chris will be sent to New Bolton Center Hospital in Pennsylvania for an autopsy. He went oh, out a winner. <laughs> he went out on top. He won a 9 to 1 underdog. Dropped the mic. He dropped the mic. Homeboy Chris was a 50 to 1 long shot in the 2010 Kentucky Derby when he finished 16th in his career entering Saturday. He had 14 wins and 63 starts worth $567,389. His previous six starts dating back to last November had come at Laurel Park where he won three of six. So he was like a 500. I was going to say that. He was at Laurel Raceway. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit of a tomato can yeah. for the Derby. But uh, on the undercard, he yeah. went out on top. Be killing at Laurel Raceway. <laughs> Have you ever seen Laurel Raceway? Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like on a slope? <laughs> it looks like Laurel. It's near a target. Oh, they're thinking. Just this, near a target. <laughs> near near a target. target. <laughs> Why does this target smell? Oh, the horses. Yeah, it's near a target and all you can eat. <laughs> they're thinking at this point it was some sort of heart attack, you know, ruptured aorta or something yeah. like that. We won't know until they do a necropsy. I'm telling you, the horse had diabetes. I'm oh, telling you. They ran them out. out. Diabetes, exactly hypertension, or gout. Well, you know, black horses have a high rate of heart disease. They yeah, exactly. They do. They have a lot more tension. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot more stress in their life. 
You know, he was probably talking. How many shit, mayor mama, How many baby mamas did he have? He was probably talking shit like the old man who dunked on somebody. <laughs> you know he was. <laughs> who was riding him? Take though? That, that jockey. Young, take that young buck. That jockey got a lot out of him. Yeah, hopefully the jockey had hopped off before the <laughs> horse collapsed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, R.I.P. Homeboy Chris. R.I.P. Now that's funny. Homeboy Chris. That's like R.I.P. Like to my homeboy Chris. <laughs> every every ghetto there's that that's been said. That's yeah. been said tomorrow. <laughs> that is a T-shirt. That is a T-shirt. <laughs> R.I.P. Homeboy Chris. That's funny. As I look at this racehorse, uh, stuffed racehorse in the corner, I'm like, that's going to be a Chris's funeral. Um, people gonna, somebody's going to be selling T-shirts with Chris's picture on it. <laughs> right. It's going to be a service for Chris. It's yeah. going to be just horse pictures all over people's T-shirts. And my brother, somebody was selling uh, dog's tags. He was like, okay, I'm going to give you these because you guys are family. I was like, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally selling dog tags. Yeah. That's, you know, that's messed up, too, because, you know, homeboy Chris was kind of toward the end of his career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, six years ago, he was in the Derby. He was, he was in the probably, Derby, yeah. This might have been, like, one of his final races. Yeah. You know, oh, this is his comeback. Black, you know Black Horse's age. This is his If he had to live, yeah. if he preakness, he would have he went up to uh, the next one. And um, what's the one in New York? Oh, Belmont. 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 Well, That's and you know, a long one. And he didn't yeah. die of a broken bone because yeah. black don't crack. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So he there you go. He was lotioned up. <laughs> he had his lotion. <laughs> They're going to donate that hair to some girl. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody going to get that good hair? Somebody going to get it. Somebody's going to get the homeboy Chris. Somebody going to get it. There's a lot of money left left on Chris. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They can they can, they can part him out. <laughs> they do Parcel him out, man. Parcel him out. <laughs> so. What did y'all think of the... Uh, by now you've all heard about it. The, we started talking about it last night the the poll that the Washington Post took. The Native Americans, Americans? yeah, one nine in, and ten. One in ten Native Americans are um, offended, which means nine in ten are not by the yeah. Redskins name. Um, Where did they find ten? Well, they yeah they they <laughs> polled they polled five hundred people. I haven't found a tribe of ten. Five hundred people who self-identify as Native Americans. Self-identify, yeah. many of which are not part of a tribe. Right. Yeah. Uh, which right. you don't have to be, but right. you know, there's there's uh, maybe not as much of a connection right. to it. So he said it doesn't bother me, but you know, it's like I'm only Indian when I fill out forms. You know, so yeah. I like your joke about it because I saw the bit. I saw the bit you put up. There, yeah, you know? which the I like reason that. I put that up is it's not about statistics. It's about what are your reasons for naming the team Redskins? <laughs> right. It's not an honorable it's thing. It's not an honorable thing. So you right. can cite all the polls you want, right. but the polls right. only. They're only secondary to the right. the idea here that you're using right. these people to be mascots. Right. They yeah. never called themselves Redskins. No. Right. You know, no. And, there's not a translation. But if you, ask, if, you ask, if you ask the right person, they'll tell you, oh, they, but they did. You know, like and, like Andy, this girl started, Andy was doing that bit yeah. one night, and this girl starts hollering at him from the, from the audience. But she was Native American. Well, that's what she said. But She I mean, had a card. Yeah, she was a card-carrying yeah. member a card of a tribe. Card-carrying member of a tribe. This is what she said, but I'm like, on sight, you look white. So, <laughs> if anything, you're the you're right. the Native American girl who right. is passing, right? And it's Native American when it's convenient for right. you to be Native American. We've known black people like that, but I don't want to. <laughs> sure, it happens to Native Americans. Now I don't want to put that. I don't on deny her, her or say that. Yeah, her or feelings. Say that. She she may feel that, and she said her grandmother wasn't bothered by it. You know, it was a, it stopped the show. It was a mm. funny moment. Mm. Yeah. And she literally pulled it because I I was like talking to her. She pulled out like a card, like looked like a driver's license. It was an official member of like the Sioux tribe or whatever. Oh, so she can um, she can vote in tribal. She was elections. literally card carrying. Yeah, yeah. And so, member of society. And so I'll listen to her more. Yeah, you know, like, and she wasn't offended, I'm and that's fine. Member of society. But for a lot of people who put this, you know, put this out there as like, oh, only one in ten are 
offended, so yeah. it's not an issue. Yeah. Well, that suggests that maybe there's a number out of 10 that would make it an issue for you, yeah. right? So what is your number? Three, four, yeah. seven, nine. There like, wouldn't be a number that would be that would make they would say. change their. There's no number. They would uh, they would explain away any number. Yeah. If it was ten out of ten, then people would say, "Well, Native Americans are only one percent of the population, so only one percent is offended of the or whole population." Or, or they would say that nobody. The, or they would say <laughs> that the whole is faulty. Right. You know, which is what people are saying on the other side. Yeah. People yeah. are see, people who don't want that to be true are saying. I the talked to faulty. one of my clients today. She she knows of of polling. Yeah, and she sent me the thing saying that the polling group is legitimate. Yeah, she was like, "Well, the polling group is legitimate." The question for me, the problem for me, is that the wording of the question of the poll. I'm like, why is the wording so? They always do that with polls. So Whenever yeah. they say like, sixty so percent of Americans yeah. feel this about healthcare," and yeah. sometimes the questions are right. worded in such a way where then they, you know, like if you word the question. Um, is the Redskins team name the most pressing need for Native Americans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people, people say, well, no, that's not say no. Yeah. And then they'll no. say, yeah. nine out of ten people don't feel right. strongly that the Redskins team name is offensive. They'll tell you schools are reservations and conditions yeah. are reservations. Say, well, no, actually, got, conditions in, in U.S. Yeah. society. I'm just you know, I'm just trying to feed my family type shit. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you were, they, they do that a lot. And then they'll, they'll say, you know, nine out of ten people don't think this is very important. Okay. So here's my question. We have Redskins. We, yeah. And I, I'm... I'm not on the fence. I'm in line that that's offensive just because you have that and the picture. Yeah. So you have Redskins and then you have Seminoles. You have Indians. You have Chiefs. Yeah. Blackhawks and so on and so forth. Well, that's what the poll didn't ask. Exactly. Like what I want to know, like, is is it all Native American mascots are bad or are there ones that you actually don't like and the Redskins are okay? Now, I have, I've only spoken to, and I just, it just, it's a funny thing. I just, I ran into a group of Indians. Yeah. Who were here and I hate to call them Indian. They were Native. They were Sioux. And they were here for a conference, right. like the, uh, a conference with the president, like with the White House thing, right? Right. So I was with Danny Williams on, you guys know comedian Danny Williams from the city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was with him um, somewhere in D.C. over there by, not too far from the improv. We were just kind of hanging out, chit-chatting. And the family came in. He's a shoe shine guy. Right. So they were, he was shining to do shoes. So the lady literally went into why things are offensive. And she went yeah. into like, there's no, like, like there's the Vikings represent power and so on and so forth. Right. But people used to devour people trying to assimilate and assume their power. Yeah. And she said, that happened to my people, that happened to your people, that happened to so many different types of people. Why do we want to name teams, sporting events, after groups of people? We want to take their energy. We want to you know, yeah. uh, take their strength. We want to say we're as strong as those warriors, those particular yeah. warriors. Right. She says, Redskins were no warriors. Said they're always chiefs. They're worse with chiefs in our culture. Seminoles, I don't have a problem with. They're Seminole people. That helps people remember the Seminoles. She's I have a problem with that dude on the horse in war paint. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, got you. She said, Indians, that's got to go. The mascot. Yeah. The <laughs> logo. Like, yeah, just Chief like, Wild. yeah, anything. Mascot, the logo, like, why would you call it? It's cowboys and Indians. Mm-hmm. Right. These aren't even the real Indians. They're people from India. Yeah. That's why there's, yeah, there's a lot of different, yeah, there's Braves, like, you know. Yeah, she said, those things are culture. She said, in our term, Redskins was not positive. Yeah, right. we might only say Redskins versus Whiteskins or something like that, yeah. if anything. Yeah. There were no so when you wear someone's skin and being honest, she said, which people did. People in during that time, she said they, you know, she's she went in. She went in and said, like, yo, they didn't even use bullets. They used to come in and uh bash heads with feet 
and stuff like that. And right. To use be, the ends of be, butts and just yeah, to be scary. Yeah, and, just uh, just horrific. horrific. And I'm yeah. like, these are you to know terrorize. Only stories you can get. She reminded me of a. Uh, I, I met a. Uh, I told you guys this before. Uh, um, Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Who literally started telling me stories. And you're like, well, you hear stories from those perspectives. Yeah, right. It's the terror. It's like, oh, my goodness. So then she said, this is why Redskins are so evil as a term. It's literally just saying, okay, these are the Negroes. Or these are the uh, hillbillies. Or right. these are the lesser thans. Yeah. But 9 out of 10 you know, don't believe it. Yeah. And she goes, this is a... Uh, well, they, they used don't to find w- it that big a problem. Yeah. But... And and that's but what does that mean now? Because all the people who want to keep the name are like, see, even the people. But why that, do they want to keep the name? You're offended on someone's behalf, kind of thing. And that's my thing is like it doesn't matter what the polls say. Right. It's just about like because the reason before this poll, right. the reason wasn't many Native Americans like the name. The reason was it's an honorable thing. So now yeah. you're moving the goalpost. Right. Football term. Right. You're moving the goalpost. <laughs> To change your arguments, like, well, no one's even offended by it, right. you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, and even yeah. if the if it was nine out of ten who are offended, they would trot out the guy who's not, who's not offended. Who the, well, yeah, that's the, what the, the guy from Woodbridge, right, who's not right. even really Native American, right. who the Redskins right. trot out. You all You trot the time. out the black yeah. Republican. You yeah. bring out the black yeah. Republican who agrees yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is what I, this is what I always say to any of these people, and when they say, "Well, it's not a slur," I'm like, "Okay, first of all, stop saying it's not a slur. Right. It is a slur. It is. You a know slur. how I know." It's it's not a slur because you would never walk up to an, an older Native American <laughs> right. elder, right. male or female, and say, "Hey, Redskin, how you doing?" Right. You wouldn't do that. Right. You you wouldn't do that. That's right. how you know it's a slur. Right. <laughs> That's literally right. how you know it's a slur. If it's right. this honorific, t- it's just putting aside saying right. it's a matter of honor, which is the argument as Andy was saying that they try to use all the time. Well, we're honoring them, right. which they kind of stopped because they saw how much bullshit that was. Right. But if it's just a matter of it's not a, it's not right. a slur. Then you would call an old, uh, a native person a redskin right to their right. face, right? Right. I'm gonna go red. Hey, what's up, red? You won't right. even do that. It's just not enough people so, clamoring. So, so tell me how it's not how it's not a slur. I would respect you. I would still think you ain't shit, but I would respect <laughs> you if you just said, like, "Listen." Yeah, it's a slur. I just don't care because there's not that many of them. Just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Just say that. I don't care. There's not that many of them. That's the same shit when people talk about. uh, I don't. I don't see a problem with with saying the N word. I don't know why black people get upset, and then some black people. Tim's like that. Tim don't care when white people say say nigga. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, here's what you're gonna do, Tim. Mm -hmm. You gonna have me fucking somebody else up because they're gonna come say it to me, thinking I'm just like you. Right. And I'm not like you. Right. What I tell right. and what I tell white kids right. on that is, right. okay, you think you can say nigga to to any anybody right. black because it's it's a term of endearment, blah blah blah. Well, go say it to my father then, and, and tell me how that works out for you. Right. <laughs> well, go. we've seen those videos on buses. We've seen exactly. those videos. <laughs> I talk I talk about it on stage. You talk about smacking a kid back into childhood. Right. <laughs> he smacked him back into childhood. Right. You think we're equals? Right. Sapaya. Right. Right. <laughs> you are right back into childhood. Right. It's like the B word amongst women. Amongst yeah. women, that's fine. My wife and her friends can call each other that all day long. The moment yeah. I step in and say, hey, what's up? Nope, not even. Hey, we know, a, we know another comic <laughs> who, called Aaron, who called Aaron Jackson a cunt. I'm like, are you stupid? Why did you think you could get away with that? Yeah, that's a hard Okay, well, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> how did that work out for you in conversation? <laughs> Just go ahead and call it and see what happens. Tell me how that works out for you, you fucking idiot. Tongue Tell lashing. Me that, what made you think that that would be okay? Well, Tongue I talk about lashing. that with my other friends. Well, this is not her. This is not her. <laughs> and you don't do that. And you don't do that. And, then, and then you don't disrespect people in their own home, which is their psyche. You and people don't do that. You don't you do just, that. You don't get to do stuff like that. Yeah. And people do that all the time. Yeah. You know, you 
well, it's, it's PC censorship, but you censor yourself all the time. Yeah. All the time yeah. in different areas. Yeah. Just say, yeah, it's a slur. Yeah. I don't care. There's not that many of them. They can't say anything to me about it, and they can't stop me from right. saying it, so I'm going to keep saying right. it. Just say that. Right. <laughs> just that's what they have. To, and this, say I, we just want it, and then we want it, and that's it, and we don't want to change it. Yeah, just say that. You know? To me, I'm it's used a lot with these uh, bullets. trying to find reasons to hang yeah. on to it. Yeah. Like black people try to hang on to beating kids. <laughs> Stop it. Problematic. Stop trying to Problematic. find reasons to hang on to it. I like how you did that one. You're just going to try to find yeah. reasons to hang on to it. Because uh, all of it comes probably down people to want that. to believe that they've evolved from certain mentalities. Yeah. And what they've never understood is it's in, it's not, you cannot evolve from something that's ingrained. And right, embedded. You right. have to grow out of it. Well, all of those. You have to admit it and face it. Those things, the team name, beating your kids. Yeah. It all comes down to we're go- all the other explanations or yeah. arguments are just filler. Yeah. It's just distraction. Yeah. The point, the yeah. real core of it is I'm used to it. Yeah. yeah. I grew up with it. Yeah. I don't like changing how, yeah. what I'm it used to. It worked for me. Yeah. And that's a, that's a lot of argument that I hear. It wasn't uh, a problem when I was nine. Yeah, people, uh, most of my friends will go, like, well, because we talk about it like child really. And, you know, uh, there are times where I have to yoke my kid, but to beat my kid, you right. know, my wife and I, we have literally decided we, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. That's something right. we're not going to do. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's unnecessary. You and I talked about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just ridiculous. And then, like I was telling you, my, like, my, it happened after Adrian Peterson and his kid with right, the situation. Right. My mom and I were sitting down, and we literally talked about it from, Black people being in America as slaves point of view. And that's how, that's the honest conversation that we had to have. That this is something that was used to control us. And slavery should. You know, and to and make us format to make us stop speaking certain words, make us really docile, to keep us ignorant, to keep us not wanting to learn, in order to get us to do certain things. Cause you're not gonna get somebody off a boat to do something, but you will if you put just the horrors of slavery that black people don't want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. The horrors. So now once you face those horrors, then now you go, oh, wait a minute now. How am I still contributing to this mindset? Mm-hmm. But that's a real conversation that people have to have with themselves and go, well, wait a minute, as Americans, how are we contributing to this mindset of, you know what, mm-hmm. football is this sport that was born out of wherever. I don't even – this is one sport I really don't know how it was created. A couple of dudes on the field throwing ball around. Yeah. But how it get – in its popularity, the first thing was the anger and the hatred of certain things. It's just a tough thing to get out of. So I'm going to name my team the scariest thing, Raiders, Pirates. Uh, generals, right? Uh, certain things. It's not or like, like scary animals, like bears. Right. It wasn't like bears. baseball, where baseball was born out of you know coming out of World War II. Guys wanted peace. Yeah. This was preempting that. This is stuff that people are trying to prove their manliness. Baseball's like the color of your socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah, stockings. It's yeah. like, you know With the Cardinals. Exactly. But that's why that's the game was so cool afterwards because yeah. it was after World War. You know, they, that's they, they, was before they, that. They didn't want to fight no more. The 1800s. Yeah, well, I'm just yeah. saying, like when they started to become a popular sport, as far yeah. as like this is American sport. Let's get kids. It's like a Blue Jay. In baseball, and you got a falcon and or, Oriole, yeah, yeah baseball, Oriole, Oriole. exactly, right? Exactly. Well, well, baseball, a padre, Cubs versus a padre, Bears, a Padre, right. Cubs you know, versus Spanish, Bears, Spanish for exactly, daddy or priest, yeah. exactly. It would be like puppy versus wolf, yeah, or something, yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah. But we look at the time, like the game is, yeah, the game was created in the 1800s. But when it got its popularity, it was like after World War II, uh, those dudes are coming home. They just, they just want peace. They want to build homes. Yeah. They want to chill out, a happy Sunday with their kids. They don't want to be shell shocked. Right. Yeah. You know, so that whole thing prior to that, after that, so you get football, right? Football, look at America now. Everybody's on the edge. So we have a popular sport where we go crush things. Yeah, violent. You know, and hell, after 9 11, football was great. Let's yeah. get it, cause that's when this popularity started yeah. really. Well, happening. look at how look at the embrace of the military to, to, through football. 
you know. Yeah, it's how we define ourselves. The embrace, the embrace it's how we define the warriors the embrace, in our society. The embrace of this Christianity yeah. bullshit yeah. all through football. Yeah, which is still part of, of the war-mongering mentality. A lot of truck commercials. Yeah. Well, baseball does the God Bless America now, the seventh inning stretch post 9-11. Yeah. Um, you used to do drunk ass, drunk ass Harry Carey yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. me out to the ball game. They still do it. Yeah, they still do it just without the drunkness. Yeah. guests come in. They'll have like Well, like Jordan has done it, you know, Billy Chris. I mean, everybody. I mean, it's it's, it's an institution. Yeah, a lot of Chicago celebrities will do it. Yeah, it's like a like a rite of passage almost. So I think with the with the with the with the football, we talk. You know how they coincide. It's just like people don't want to admit that they're in this mindset because it crushes everything that they are, and you literally have to look. It's that whole cohort looking in the mirror. Right, and if once you look in the mirror, you see things you don't like, and it's like Stevie says, you got to slowly pick yourself apart and then put yourself back together. But I think a lot of it too is you don't think on that level. Like you're just oh, football is what we watch on Sunday, and there's truck commercials and this. Right, and that. they don't think on and that you, level. And you you grow up with just football is just a part of whatever. You don't. There's nothing subconscious. Right. It's just yeah, it's a sport. Right. And then people say, you know, there's a lot of subconscious shit going on in football. <laughs> you know, there's all this racial stuff, all these dynamics, all these other things. Yeah. And you're like, I just like football. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you fall back on, I'm just used to liking football. Yeah. So you defend it against all these yeah. charges. Yeah. But it really comes down to, I grew up with it. I'm used to it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't want it to change. Just like, you know, a lot of other arguments people make where they couch it in other shit about freedoms and yeah. polls and this yeah. and that. But it's really like, I'm just used to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't but want that's it to the change. thing. People don't want things to change. They don't want. They don't want to face those subconscious things. They don't want to face right. those fears because they do want a regular Sunday. Right. That's the thing. But we live in, a, as the world grows and as we become more part of the global world, people don't have regular Sundays. You know, the people, I mean, you have shit going on everywhere. Hey, I got a 55-inch television. Guess where, guess where we going to be? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm being day one. On Sunday. I mean, I, I enjoy know. it, but I know. Mine's already, I, mine, you know, my better, my better half is already like, oh, this is going to be great on Sunday. She's already playing it. Uh, but I yeah. know why I enjoy it, and I like that I enjoy I it. I can face those things. I got, a, I got a grill on my patio. <laughs> You're going to have what? to get the sound bar now. You do I'm have to get a sound bar. You do have to get a sound bar. You do have to get a sound bar. And fuck up your neighbor's You got the package, right? You got the package. You know I got That's it. So we here. We know where we at. Yeah. Well, look, I'm wearing a Junior Seau jersey now. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who don't watch it in a minute. I know why I like the game. I played the game. Yeah. I didn't even know I liked it until I played it. Haywood, the smile turn up seeds. And some of the coolest dudes that I know, like my man Eric. Eric is a Marine. But he's one of the most peaceful people I've ever met. Reason being, I think it's because he's a Marine. Yeah. You know, it's because he was a football player because we get that shit out. You get it out, you let it out, you do your thing. Oh, you when go. you work in violence, you have an understanding of what actual violence can yeah. do. I don't, yeah. wanna, I don't wanna fight anybody. Yeah. Because I know what a, I know what an actual <laughs> fight looks like. Yeah. It's yeah, not, it's always it's the last that pretty yeah. shit you see on yeah. television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that pretty shit you see on television. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. I love the game. I do the fantasy. I play the yeah. you know the video games. Right. I do like that the actual game is becoming more like the video game, but at the same time, yes, let's keep it safe and let's keep it. I don't want to say safe because it's, it's a game that's not designed to be safe. No. But with the head problems and all that stuff, let's be aware of that, and then let's be aware of the sexual issues that go into it. Let's be aware of the drunkenness Did you and the that goes into it. Yeah. Oh no! What happened? Just was having a baler. No. They're covering up a lot of sexual assault. A lot of them. And you know who's doing it? Ken Starr. Really? Ken Starr is, he's the president of Baylor right now. Is he really? Yeah. Really? The, the, the guy yeah. from the Clinton. Thing? Yes, that guy. Yeah. That was, uh, Kornheiser was talking about it. Um, 
yesterday with um yeah he's a, he was a Clinton what's, what's scandal cast name that was a writer was he Clinton's uh, aide or he, he was, was building like a case st- against Clinton Clint- was, oh 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 yeah he was heading the commission to investigate yeah, like you were you were the one leading the charge and he's covering it up and now you know you Baylor Baylor was is it Texas yeah. That's, oh, RG3. Tim's hometown. Yeah. RG3. It's, a, it's a religious school. Yeah. And they like to cover up things. Because yeah. they're good in basketball now. They made the tournament too in basketball. Tim's hometown, yeah. Waco. Yeah. And I know they're, cause they're great in baseball. I know them because they're great in baseball. They had Brittany Griner. They were good in women's basketball for a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brittany and, and, and RG3 were there at the same time. A kid was killed. Yeah. Yeah. A kid on the basketball, on the boys' basketball team was killed, and they tried to cover it up. That was like Get 15 years ago. 10, Where'd you see 11. This? They talked about One that. One kid killed the other Where'd kid. Where'd you see this at? Was this on like real sports or something? Well, Yes, the, they the time, did talk about a real the kid. The kid that died was, I think, from Maryland. He had he here. had gone to Baylor to play basketball. Uh, these two guys, both on the team, had some kind of conflict. One of them killed the other, like took his body out to the woods or whatever. The kid, the wow. guy that would die, was just reported missing for a long time. A Baylor <laughs> basketball player, so and so, missing. Wow! And then they found him dead, and it turns out his teammate killed him. The school. Oh, the school, yeah, the yeah coach, I remember that story. The coach, the coach yeah. tried to try to wrap a little bow around it. Yeah, he tried I to imply that, that there was story. some kind of like drug thing, or yeah. I mean, I, they were trying to like they just throw they, people they, off they were, the trail. Yeah, I remember that story. Outside the lines, um, at least three Baylor football players, along with the fraternity president, have been charged with sexual assault since 2014. <sighs> Baylor president Ken Starr and football coach Art Broyles have drawn criticism over the handling of sexual assault complaints with their victims and others saying the school ignored repeated warnings that star athletes were sexual predators. Wow. <laughs> three women have said Baylor wow. failed to act on their complaints that they've been attacked by Tevin Elliott. You want to guess? You want to guess the race on Tevin? Yeah. <laughs> Tevin. Want to guess the race? A defensive lineman now in prison for sexual assault. The program. Oh. Report said Baylor provided little support for women who reported sexual assault and then implied that the school dragged its feet in hiring someone to coordinate the handling of such complaints. Okay, star. Uh, outside outside the lines followed a report saying it obtained documents describing allegations of sexual assault, domestic violence, and other acts of violence inside involving several Baylor football players. Mm. Among the players implicated, running back Devin Chafin, a fourth year junior, so he's a he's a well year kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. he redshirted probably his freshman year. Cornerback well, no, Tyler he should be a fourth year senior then. Safety Amon senior. senior. Yeah. Defensive lineman Gary Mason, a little used player who was on the practice squad and freshman. So he was just trying to get some practice overflow squad, pussy. Yeah. That's all he was doing. God Running back Isaac Williams. All were accused of acts of violence, not sexual assault, except Dixon, who was accused separately of both. Reports say coaches and others at Baylor knew about the allegations, yet most players did not miss playing time for disciplinary reasons. <laughs> Also said Waco police took steps, in some cases extraordinary steps, to keep the allegations from coming to light. See, see. You don't want Can't to ruin your that. team's chances. That's, and they, they did make tournaments the last about. few years. Right? That's all yeah, this fit to be. That's that, bull, that's, that bullshit. That's all this fit to they be. Made, uh, Protect they the made bowl games team. since he's left, right? Since RG3 left. Because they made a big bowl yeah. game when he was there, but they still have made bowl games since he's been On gone. April 19th, Bryles, the head coach, disclosed that the school had brought in professionals to help raise athletes' awareness level of issues related to sexual assault and the treatment of women in general. Well, here's what you do, Art Bryles. You prosecute these boys to the fullest to the fullest extent of the law. You kick them off the team. You see to it that they go to jail. You make examples of them, and then you don't tolerate any type of this activity happening on your program again. But, That's what you do. But we got Alabama on the schedule. You got oh, Alabama okay. on the schedule. <laughs> 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 you got out of Bama. Tevin Elliott, a defensive lineman 
Elliott was convicted in January 2014 of two counts of sexual assault. His victim was a fellow Baylor student, Jasmine Hernandez. Elliott, who grew up in Mount Pleasant, is serving a 20-year state prison sentence. He turns 25. He ain't getting out until he's 45. Nah. You may as well stay in prison at that point. Patrick Dennehy was the guy that was murdered, the basketball player. Killed by, yeah. killed by Carlton Dotson. I think Carlton Dotson, yeah, I remember that story. I think Carlton Dotson might have been the guy from Maryland. So this young lady this young lady, Jasmine Hernandez, is filing a federal lawsuit in Waco against the Board of Regents, Browse, and the athletic detector, claiming that the Baylor Baylor did not take any action whatsoever to investigate mm-hmm. her claim that LA raped her twice at a party. Moreover, said the university offered her no counseling or other assistance. When she sought help, she was told Baylor's Baylor's Counselor Center and Student Health Center were full. They told her that, so she shut her mouth about it. Penn State all over again. Hiding shit. Penn State is the worst. Hiding shit. Right up up there with... uh, uh, The Catholic Church? The Catholic Catholic Church. Church. See, that's the thing with Baylor. You're combining combining, uh, college football politics and religion. You know, and like you know, the religious institution. But I've always thought, and like my school as even well did as this. the leader of they the did Zulu have like a, nation. No, yeah, <laughs> they did talk. My school did this, and I, I guess that we have to appreciate it. They did talk to us about our behavior, like at parties and at um, off campus and on campus. How, especially as athletes, we were held to a different standard, right? You know, now I don't know if this was our, our coach because they didn't do this in high school, but in college he did. Like, you know, you guys are going to be at parties, you guys are going to drink, you guys are going to hang out. Make sure you don't find yourself in compromising situations. Right. You know, make sure if you're with someone and you're going down those roads and paths. And he was a Christian, so he advocated. He did the whole abstinence application. But if you do go down those paths and you do, like, you know, commit a mortal sin and have sex, um, make sure that it's uh, consensual. Right. For lack of a better term. I mean, he was like, make sure that, you know, everybody. And and it's hard to start thinking about it. But at 19, he got to start thinking about it on people who accepted it. Right. To start thinking on those terms like, you know what, this is a two-party event. Especially even going to a party now. Okay, people are going to be attracted to you because you guys are all on the football team. Win, lose, or draw. We were losing squad. But people still do, well, you know, people do like athletes. They're hanging out with them. They're party and shit like that. When you went to parties, did you wear your jersey? No. Maybe like once, like during homecoming. Because it was homecoming, like we (laughs) won that week. But other than that. Oh, this old shirt? I just (laughs) happened to put it on. No, but we do, you know, you do get to duck the, the. the team shirt, like with your number on it, like those oh, T-shirts okay. and shit like that. We so those you're identifiable as a football Yeah, I mean, because they give you clothes. Shit, I'm wearing sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a party? <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing sweatpants to a party at college. How else do you think you could? Yeah. I didn't realize that was sexual harassment at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really. I mean, it depends on how tight but if she put, But if she's on it yeah. and she's with it, which is what he's saying, if she's with it, then you know. And if she's not, then you know. Use your common sense, your best judgment. Now, you do have yeah, different you ain't things. got no common sense at that. At, at 19, that, you don't. But he did talk to us about it. Uh, At least he tried. Yeah, he he did no try. Like some people, I can't say. That's because y'all was he... losing. If y'all been winning, you'd be like, listen, anything <laughs> y'all want to do is, is fine trying, with me. You're trying to make us good citizens at least. I don't care. We're trying to win these games. Because he didn't yeah. tolerate no racism. He didn't yeah. tolerate no sexism. Because our, um, our trainers were women. And our sports medicine. Because oh, we, okay. we had a good sports medicine team yeah. department. Like That's why a lot of people came there. But our basketball team was women. Now, a lot, I and mean, they were good, like the good basketball team with the girls' basketball team, but a lot of them were in the sports medicine department. Right. So, you don't, I mean, they're athletes too. Yeah. So, we're working with them at the same time. You can't really, yeah, they're going to see you, they're going to see your dick, but you can't be, you know, trying to show it to them. And you can't like say, wait till you see my dick. Well, yeah, somebody yeah. did, and oh. it was just like, Pop, okay, guys, didn't I talk to this, you guys about this that's, on the you bus? Know, that, that's like, <laughs> that's like making a joke at the airport. Yeah. 
It's like you can't. You, we get it. <laughs> you can't say that here. Exactly. Right. We know exactly. you're going for the joke. Exactly. You can't joke about a bomb on a plane. Exactly. Like, dude, like, do. hey, you said you want to see my dick, and everybody was like, what? Yeah. What? You can't, dude. You can't say that, yeah. man. Like. Plus, you don't want to upset the person who's going to be handling your dick. At all. Yeah. She was probably icy hot on your shit. Yeah. She knew what to do. Like, right. she, was fine. <laughs> she, she, she was funny. She was like, that's how you're going to get icy hot in this car. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Coach, she put icy hot on my dick. <laughs> well, what'd you do? Yeah, so, you did you something. Know. Did you do something I told you not to do? But I said it to say at 40. When I'm sitting in rooms where I'm hearing, what do you call those? When they have those uh, training groups that we have to go through yeah. in, in, in government and shit now. Like, you know where they sit and make you. Awareness, like yeah, 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 yeah. classes and stuff. I'm surprised by the amount of people who don't know what to do. I'm surprised by the amount of people who are like that's 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 too far. Yeah, you don't know that's too far. Yeah, like you didn't even hear, like you don't remember the Seinfeld story. It's like, a lot was, of willful ignorance. Too. <laughs> <laughs> willfully being like, I didn't, know, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Well, come on, like you know, you can't talk about cunnilingus at the goddamn yeah, water yeah, cooler. Yeah, like, yeah. There was a whole uh, Seinfeld yeah. thing about that. Like this dude at the water cooler was trying to say, yeah. did you see last night episode? Yeah. It's like, did you see yeah. last night episode? Because yeah. the black guy was on. Oh, it, it was, yeah. like, it was the, it was the, uh, the clitoris. The clitor- exactly. Yeah, 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 he tried yeah, to remember yeah, her yeah. name or something like that. And he was talking to a woman at work at the water cooler. <laughs> and she got offended, yeah. for sexual harassment, because he he mentioned clitoris or something. Yeah, yeah. But they had both been talking about this episode where they didn't say the word on the episode. It was right. just Seinfeld was trying to guess the girl's guess name. Guess the girl's name. It reminds. She reminds said it rhymed with a female body part. Mulva. And it was, Mulva. 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 Yeah. Mulva. And it was her name was Dolores. Yeah. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. Yeah. It's one of the funny episodes. I like it. Uh, but I'm surprised Mulva? by the lot of people who, who well, you're right, because it's willful ignorance, who act like they don't know that they can't yeah, do it. And these are grown men I'm sitting next to. I'm like, come on, dude. You know about it. Well, I remember when that catcalling video came out, all these people were like, oh, you can't just walk up to girls and say this and do this? It's <laughs> no. a compliment, right? Like, they see it as, yeah. I'm doing something positive <laughs> for this. You know you're doing some nefarious no. shit. I'm, I'm just, you, know, you, you can't, you know, you don't like being complimented? You no. don't like me saying nice tits? You no, know you got a nefarious. Have you yeah, seen, have you seen the one they do with Princess Leia? It's hilarious. Oh, it's a spoof yeah. of it. They got Princess Leia walking through New York and like literally Han to walk out and be like, hey, shoot first. Yeah, <laughs> Yoda yeah. come out and be like, hey, <laughs> you do or you do not. It's hilarious. <laughs> Even Vader come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. It's hilarious. And they got Chewbacca. He's like, oh. <laughs> Having an, he, he came, basically. Yeah, Princess Leia strolls through New York. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It just and I, and I get it. I mean, but that's what you have bars for. You have places where dudes can go be dudes. You have places where women can go be women. And uh, never the two shall oh, meet. Man, you, gotta, you gotta have a safe space. <laughs> you gotta never the two shall meet. Gotta have I'm a sorry. Safe space. I think the so, only place, and it's funny. I gotta work this out. Andy got Andy got unfriended behind our conversation. I don't want to bring that up. You know, you're not, <laughs> you're, not, you're not a safe space, Andy. You're not a well, safe no, space. I, just, I noticed. Isn't that, space unsafe? Uh, like naturally, that's why we have Earth. Can be. <laughs> that's what, there's no gravity. I noticed that a person unfriended me on Facebook. Oh, you got that? Who um, I guess wasn't happy with something I said. You got unfriended. Who the hell knows? You got blocked. But don't block the box. Based on that person's, um, I guess, uh, brand, (laughs) uh, 
most likely it was because of the con- conversation we had last week about the uh, oh about the, the funny rape, the rape, the rape stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything unsavory from you cats. But see, I, yeah. I, see, that's what I be asking. Because I'm like, am I willfully ignorant? Right. You know, am <laughs> I willfully? Because I like, I don't, you know, and, and, and I, I can't blame anything on the innocence of comedy. But a lot of stuff, I'm like, it's just us working our shit out till we get to a point. Some people will weed out. Some people won't. Right. Some jokes are going to be told that I don't care for. Yeah. That's a part of it, though. I want to tell some jokes that people don't care for. <laughs> what am I going to do? Well, I was telling somebody last night, I like when people are off balance a little bit by something that I said. But yeah, you do. I, I, like I don't it. want people to cringe, but not I like. I agree time, with Patrice O'Neill. Like, like if everybody's laughing, then sometimes it's yeah. not, you yeah, know, like you want that. Like, about the no, like the jokes like when he has about there should be a sexual harassment day. That's a I great just joke. love the premise <laughs> and idea great, of the joke. That's like, a great joke. It's like, yo, dude, it's like having the a band walk days, around Simon. The day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> there should just be a day where I'd be like, you want to fuck? Like, what? No? Okay. 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 <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving. That's the purge. Yeah, that's the purge. That is, a, that is a great and, joke. And he's right. He, when he said it's like a bear walking like around salmon dipped in honey. That analogy. You want them titties? I can't handle. Oh my god! That analogy is amazing. You should have a a sexual harassment. When you factor in how he began the whole bit, how he began his whole that whole show, going, I just want to thank these titties that were put in the front row. Yeah, yeah. And he was right. It all goes in line. Like man, it's spectacular. (laughs) It's problematic. That was funny. That was funny. It was. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't out of line. It, it's comp. I mean, you know what? That's his show. <laughs> it's his show. That's his show. It's his show, and, and it was great. That's what he's doing. That's his show. <laughs> you I, I, went to you go know. see Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> I don't know what you thought you was going to see. Ooh, man, <laughs> like like the joke he does about you and say, well, okay, if you're, something's wrong with your pussy, with well, something's wrong with your coochie, then what do you have? My mouth. He said, I gave you a chance to say your brain. Yeah, <laughs> you <a> right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. you could have said my heart. You could have said yeah, anything yeah. In the you world. Said bring, bring another <laughs> bitch in. <laughs> you could say not none of that. <laughs> 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 so you didn't say that, none of that. Learn how to play Xbox. Learn how to shoot pool. Bring bitch in. <laughs> that's comedy. You're supposed to break down those walls, right? Yeah. Like, look at what you just said. So how is it good for that, but not good for like somebody yeah. to even get to those that levels? That shit was so right? funny. That joke has to get to that level. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't start out like that. That's what I would say. It didn't start out like that. It started off with a... What I did, and no one laughed. Right, at. right. No, we just the talk. Oh. We just came off his head one day. Yeah, well, the part the joke he does about raping my time. He's that's like another great joke. That's joke. He's like, yo, you know, you say that to somebody. Want, so when I don't really want to talk to you, and I really don't want to be with you, but I have to. You are raping, raping my time. Problematic. It's a rape joke. Forcing me duality. to and I'm not do s- something I don't want to. <laughs> he says in a joke, you know, you when you forcing you, me to do something you have, I don't you want have sex to. with a woman, you know, against her will. That's rape. And that's, he goes, that's rape. That's fucked up. You can't do that. Now we get on the phone. I say, I'm, I want to get on the phone with you. <laughs> And you say, well, no, wait, I want to keep talking to you. See, you are raping my time. time. <laughs> That's classic. That's classic. <laughs> you are forcing me. <laughs> no means no, bitch. <laughs> that shit is so funny. And I, I listen to I mean, I, I, the women laugh loudest at that joke. That shit is shit, so like, funny. But that's the, that's the beauty of what we do. The court jester is, you know, we teeter the line. Making making the royal court, you know, lose face but save face at the same time. 
Right. You say to them what everyone is saying in such a way that it's so clever that people go, you know what? Not tonight. We go. He's gonna keep his head on today. When you do it wrong, off with his head. That's the line that we teeter and walk on. Well, anywhere. there's a lot of people calling for people's heads. Yeah, you know. But that's that's Alice in Wonderland. They haven't stepped through the looking glass. Because to me, once you come yeah. on stage, you step from the side. We're no longer part of the audience now. We we don't. I don't think we have that luxury of saying what someone can and cannot say. It's funny she said that thing about not being part of the audience because that's the reason why I don't sit in the audience and watch shows. I can't. I can't. You don't need to see my un, unlaughing face <laughs> and, and think that I'm not laughing. At right. You, right. Or I don't find what right. you're doing funny. I find what you're right. doing very funny. I just you don't. I'm not probably not going to laugh out loud. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I, you don't want to see me. Right. I'm not part right. of. The, I'm not part of the audience right. experience. Right. I'm having right. a different experience with the job. Right. It's, it's very few comics that I can detach away and have part of the audience. I go see Brian Regan, I can have the audience experience. Yeah, yeah. I go see Bill Burr, I can have the yeah. audience experience. Oh, Patrice. I go see Patrice, Patrice yeah, yeah. We all have the audience yeah. experience. Yeah. You know, I listen to him, but... But then we still yeah. approach it from a, damn, that is a great thought. Yeah, yeah. It's not, 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 yeah I'm <laughs> We're still like, that is just, yeah. just the thought of yeah. that is like, oh, yeah. man. Wow, how did you come up with that? It's the, it's the, it's yeah. the appreciation of the game and the art. So it's like, that's what we do. It's like art and entertainment. The artist has to be able to do their art in order to, for, the, yeah. for it to become entertainment. So this thing become what you know, it's You can't be. swallow, you can, the entertainers can't swallow all the artists and all the artists can't swallow all the entertainers because then you get a lot of just, you, you get too much BS. I also got a lot of people who ain't really doing stand-up though. Well, then that's talking. talking and spoken word and, and like we said before, well, the storytelling. You, you have a lot of people who, you know, who walk around calling themselves comedians and comics and you watch them work and you're like, hmm. well, yeah, you have humorous. <laughs> They're more humorous <laughs> than they are stand-up comics. I wouldn't even go so far as to call them that. <laughs> <laughs> so you just up there talking. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Isn't it supposed to be funny at some point? Yeah. yeah what well, the fuck are you doing? Sometimes the motivation for some people is different. It's about being part of a scene, about part of being something. part of a group, about being part see, of something. stand-up isn't that. Stand-up is being standing apart from all of that. But everybody for a lot of people, but you do get a whole new set of friends. You get a, Your old friends are gone. You, your yeah. social scene is comics. Yeah. So people but these are people of, who stand with you doing their own thing. Well, here's the thing about yeah. stand-up that I've noticed, and we were just talking about this. Um, uh, okay, so there's a, there's, a, there's a barbecue going on. Uh, it's it's Ava's buddies from uh, when she was little in daycare. So all right, families having it's like a, a reunion, a daycare. Well, reunion. just having a barbecue. <laughs> She's looking back already. So all the kids, oh yeah, right. All the kids can end up playing at the end of the road when, when they I leave. Was, they're gonna be playing at the road. For. So all the kids can get together and and. He's still out. in the play doh. I don't want to. I don't want to go. Right. <laughs> you understand? I don't want to go because I. A big part of that is being a stand-up comic. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's my mindset is just a different. It's just a different thing. Listen, listen, I'm not trying to make more friends with people. You know what I mean? I'm going to be around people. I have to be on guard that I'm not going to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. something that's going to going to put them at ease. I don't want to put people mm-hmm. not at ease. Mm-hmm. So then I have to not be myself. Mm-hmm. So I can't really be myself. As opposed to if I'm around, you know, the small group of friends that I have, and we can have we can have the conversations that we have, right? You have full on I mean? debates and go in those places, and do whatever, and, and know that we're just, we're talking and, talk and stretching the limits of it's our just imagination. Like it just changes, yeah. just changes you. But it's, some people I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. It's just changed me over now. Some people though. <laughs> Um, and I ain't going. <laughs> they ain't going back. <laughs> ain't going, ain't we should going. be able to talk about all of that stuff, though. But the civilians, so, civilians don't. They, do well, they don't. Some, my my point earlier though was some people 
you don't have to get on stage and be a comic yeah. the way we define comic no. to want that. No. Yeah, yeah, no. And so I there get, are yeah. people on the scene who maybe prioritize more the social aspect or the mm-hmm. lifestyle aspect yeah. than the art aspect. And the work of it. Or they did prioritize being a comic at first, but then they kind of fell out of love with it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I've said this before a bunch of times, but it takes, it takes balls to quit comedy. It takes more yeah, guts to quit than yeah. it does to start. Yeah, me and uh, Dalen were talking about it last week. We yeah. were saying that it does. Because everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone says, yeah. you know, getting on stage is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting off this hard. Quitting is hard because especially when you've been at it for a while, your life is wrapped up yeah. in it. Yeah. All your friends who were not comics are acquaintances now. Yeah, yeah. All your friends are comics. Your social life is around yeah. if going to shows or going to hang out with comics, going to parties of only comics there. <laughs> Every time you go to work, yeah. your coworkers, hey, how's that comedy How's that going? comedy going? And yeah. you're wrapped up. It's your identity. Which, by the way, comics, that's not super healthy. Yeah. Have other outside interests. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you, it just it happens. Yeah. You know, you, 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 don't, you don't orchestrate it. It just happens. Your family you members. Right? You, you yeah. have an aunt that you haven't seen in a while. You're hey, right. how's it? You still doing that comedy thing? Right. So right. it becomes right. everything. It you're becomes right. who you are. Right. And that's, a lot that's of, what my argument's at home with my wife are about you're at comedy more yeah. than you're with your family right who, who are you yeah. married to <laughs> yeah. but uh for a lot of people comics especially yeah. a lot of it is a search for identity there's an insecurity and now you finally feel like you're in a crowd mm-hmm. an in crowd and so you fall out of comedy you don't really do comedy anymore or you get on stage rarely or you do it but you're doing the same bit jokes for three years you're not really writing anymore but you can't walk away because this is who you are like you might have dropped out of school to be a comic you might have you might have changed your whole lifestyle changed your employer to become to have more nights free so so you still have so you're still in this yeah quitting takes balls yeah hell yeah yeah. because you it's hard to face people everyone in your life who's not a comic says how's comedy going it's hard to say every time they ask Oh, I stopped doing it. Oh, when you run into other comics. Like, I know a comic that I run to every now and again. And then um, it was funny because, like, a, a comic that we know, we all know, yeah. they had just asked them, why'd you stop doing it? Yeah. And then there was that awkward moment. Yeah, like, the, yeah they, they ask you why. <laughs> it's that right? awkward yeah. moment. I don't know. I didn't feel like it anymore. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but what? You didn't feel like this? Like, you, when, especially when you see. Yeah. And, you know, we all, you know, part of it's living in our imagination. And, but especially now, we know people. More people, yeah, who are like, yeah, that's where we're going. That's what we want. That's what we're going right. to get to that point. We, but there are a lot of people who are, they want to call themselves comics, and they just want because, to be part of something because that's than what they've been calling themselves. But they're not really comics anymore, and they can't face it, and so they they excuse why they're not doing comedy. Sometimes it start it starts small. It starts with like skipping a show or two. Well, uh, not even skipping <laughs> it at first. It's like if it's a, a show where you sign up on site. Ah shit! I got stuck at work. I'm yeah, late. I yeah, got here too late. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see, I, yeah. I'm gonna hang out though. I'm not gonna go do those. Yeah. I even yeah. heard people say I'm not gonna go sign, go go do the sign up because I don't feel like I should. But you, st- why the hell? If Tony fucking Woods right is in this city right and still going doing sign ups, yeah. Who in the hell are you? Yeah, who is you? Right. Well, but he doesn't have to sign up. But, but a lot of people he, he doesn't who have do, to. But he does. But a lot of people do be, have to sign up. If sign up is yeah. eight o'clock, they'll just conveniently stroll in at eight forty and say, "I missed it. I really would have liked to be I on this it. show. You're right. Yeah, I see it. But now I get the socialize. I see it because I'm like, if this of the ilk, you know, 
Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's, it's program. You know you got to get there at 645. I knew I had to get to Wisdak at 645. Right. I knew I had to get to the draft house by 930. You right. know what you have to do and when you have to be but that's there. that's how it starts. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I'm still going to hang then out. You know, then you know when you can show up late and just start hanging yeah. out. Yeah. But And then the, the shows where you have to email, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I yeah. forgot to email for a spot. But I'm going to show up and hang out. So you're showing up and hanging out and not doing comedy. That's true. That's and true. Then, comic told that's me true. that. And then you're you know. on Facebook talking about comedy comedy and you're you're still being a comic you're tweeting you're you're still even doing funny status updates but you're you're drifting away from actually getting on stage, getting on stage. and you're sort of couching in and oh i just got stuck at work or oh i fell asleep or this or that and then you stop even showing up to shows but you're still positioning yourself as a comic because you can't walk away it's your you're a scenester you're you ha- you're part of the scene but and people you, know. People always ask you, "Are you on that show? Are you on that?" Show? People yeah. know what's up. People always so, ask, "Are you but, working with that guy?" Yeah. So that, that's why I say it, it takes takes guts. It takes to balls it does. to walk away from comedy because you're walking away from, you know, maybe all of your friends, maybe yeah. your social life, and you have to answer that fucking question from your aunt. <laughs> what happened? Why'd you stop doing comedy? Right. Yeah. And you have to answer that question right. every week for a long time. Right. Which means it's a calling yeah. that you should be answering until you know until you yeah. get it's not that a calling. You know how you know it's not a calling because you started to walk away. Right. But you can't admit it. That's how you know it's not a calling. It's it's you're too if wrapped up. If it's a up calling, you ain't walking away. <laughs> yeah. You've how many changed times your whole have life? I thought about walking away, Andy? How many times you thought about it? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the fucking thought yeah. floats in your yeah. head a yeah. lot. Why am I doing this? Yeah, a lot. Especially with like that like, minute before you get on stage. What the fuck am I doing this for? Do it because it's the thing. It's the thing. It's you. Uh, Me and Ben Washburn were at the at the DC Improv Open Mic, which is a great show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. shitting on that. The one we but did. We both had, yeah. We, did. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. both <laughs> have that thought. We were talking to each other. What the fuck are we doing? It's funny. I said that to Ben. Ben goes, I know. I was thinking that. The car driving over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the funniest conversation. Because Bill Burr and Chris Rock had that on TV. Like, why do we still even do this? Yeah, like, the they, like here, you're man. at a level now where you don't have to still do stand up. Right. Because yeah. that's the thing where you still have to be funny. You We're know, both people still judge with kids and with families. <laughs> you don't even like. Well, you know what? You, you know what really what really happens where we have that that moment of clarity is when you run into someone who has quit, yeah. who broke away, and you're like. Dude. How'd you get out? You know, like you're you're a little bit envious. <laughs> yeah, I read it. Well, my, like, how my did you not? How just leave it? How do you leave heard, it? I don't yeah. think I've ever been honestly. I don't. I always feel sad when I run into the person who left. <laughs> for always. them? Or yeah, for, well, just for. There's an awkward for, moment. There's an awkward I moment. I feel sorry. <laughs> I feel sad for art, and I feel sad for. I feel sad for them a little bit, but I still I feel sad for art. Just it's uh, to me, it's always a sad thing when someone. Stop when from, yeah. someone leaves leaves it. Yeah. So for me, I don't ever feel like a, a a tinge of jealousy. Like I wish. I mean, I'll say it, and it's funny, haha. Like, like I, I tell people all the time. I say, I tell young comics all the time. I turn into Ice T. Like you don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> you don't. Game, man. You don't. Yeah. I do. If I could go back and have it all to do again, <laughs> I would never join the gang. I, I do I tell them like that, but. I don't see it as jealousy. I think it's more of like wonderment. Like, how do you Ultimate, do that? I don't even have. I don't really even have a wonderment aspect. I'm like, it's, no, I, I, it's I, really I think not doing guys anymore. Can, like, Damn, just be promoted. Oh, so can say, too, you know, I'm gonna just that's, promote. That's I can too do, bad, just do this. Man. I'm gonna just do that. I don't. I don't have that in my blood. Like, I do have a need to be on stage. I don't well, know. That's what that how is. a lot of people, instead of quitting, they become. They start they, running shows. They shift into another. They, yeah, like, I, they I, want to stay in the life. I dig those people who's like, yo, because they they keep fostering the art. Yeah, making sure what we could do, and then they go, you know what? It's not. It, they can. They have that thing where they can say it's not about me. No, right. for five minutes, it's about me. 
for 60 right. minutes it's about me not necessarily about me and my act but about what I'm thinking and how this is affecting me and what I want just, to say just to somebody talk, just talk to the I do have that this. that need yeah. which is like that sadomasochism to me but that's why I think the comedy part is a calling and the stand up is different than anything else because it is public speaking it is once you can pass that 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 thing that people say is the most frightening thing for them to do like yeah. PD's posted the other day mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's this or a bust right you know and then the comic to me is that Jimmy Carr said it best it's like you have 300 people sitting in the room. The comic is the one standing the wrong way. You go back to the beginning of time. You go. The comic is the one going, well, why are we listening to right. that? That ain't, let's go this way. Mm-hmm. Let's do it like, it's the one who literally, the sound in the, in the beginning was just sound like, oh. But then all of a sudden you get a beat. You get somebody going, ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. That's that heartbeat. Right. That's that, that's that questioning. That why am I here? That that those are the first jokes, you know. Well, shit, because you are. It's just that simple. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think that um, stand up is a different animal, and I don't, you know, begrudge anyone for not being a stand up anymore, or not working in comedy anymore. It may not just be for you, but for the people who stick around and claim to be a part of the art and hope to entertain through this art. And basically, I say entertain, earn a stipend, being able to earn a living. Which is damn near impossible. You, 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 I can't judge anyone on what they do to earn a living. Right. You know, And this is, what, this is the conversation we were having with about um, Zulu Nation. Yes, you have to look at, wait, what the fuck is going on over here? But I understand where Karis what is coming from, saying that's on you because we're studying this part of the art. If I got to think just about, don't. no, I, I know you're coming yeah, from. We talk about. Like, I know, Ugh. like if, now, if you got to bring in that kid touching into this part of the art, I'm no longer thinking about the art. Yeah. I don't. But think about thing about the Zulu Nation is is um, I don't blame the Zulu Nation. I blame the Zulu Nation the way I will blame Penn State if it comes out that that the Zulu Nation knew about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, The same way I blame yeah. Penn State. You yeah. fucking knew. Yeah. You, from the 70s, yeah. you were coming up, you yeah. dirty, dirty Dirty mother- dick motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. dirty motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, But if this is just on, this is just on him, on, on Bam, I mean, the guy's fucking, there's no way you come back from, there's no explanation you come back from raping a child. No. There's no, no you murder somebody, no. you can explain the shit away. <laughs> you can explain the shit away. Because all you're going to do is somebody make you mad is kill you. You're a thief, you can yeah. explain it away. Yeah. You but burn some shit What down, we're talking about with a, a touch of like that. You can explain it away. A touch, somebody like that is ultimately a liar, and that's what we don't like, especially as comedians. Like, part of our world is creating illusion and exaggerating, but not lying. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we don't yeah. care for is liars. And that's the ultimate, that's the thing I hate. And most in my mouth is a liar yeah. that I've had in my home, in my this, yeah. in my You're that. My kid, like man. you are now a liar to me. So I can understand somebody yeah. not wanting to face that. And when there's we're talking about well, that's a big thing. Is Karis one? He doesn't want to face that. Face that that's that's the, you know. Well, there's no difference between a murderer and t- yes, there oh, yes, there is. is. Yes, there is. Also, what he yes, there is. Well, this is what we're talking about. Karis one sort of, kind of, sort of defending Africa Bambata, but he also had no empathy for the victims. Yeah. It, it no, at no point, yeah. he was all yeah. about, well, how do I reconcile liking this guy? And yeah. and I like other people who do th- fucked up things yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But I it's don't like, like but nobody not, who no rapes point, kids. But at no <laughs> point does he does he consider what hap- what right. has been done to these kids. It's yeah. more like right. how he right. interprets and how right. how he feels about Africa man body. But what about, right. do you ever think of, oh, he raped kids. Those kids are fucked right. up for life now. Would you, would, put this, somebody put a video up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Haywood. Somebody put a video up of a... Um, it's a apparently Birdman is being accused of raping, uh, raping young Birdman? boys. Yeah, wow. To for deals, 
Raping people, raping people for deals. Damn. Put some respect on put it. Put some respect on it. And, for deals. Uh, yeah. Wait. And a guy put yeah, like a casting couch situation? Yeah, yes. casting couch. Yeah. yeah. So Lil Wayne would have been. Now, I yes. did hear about this, a child assault because they say Lil Wayne got his, 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 got, got his like penis licked when he was 13 can. in front oh. of them. And people were like, that's abuse. Which it is. Which it is. But then you have a. Uh, um, What's his name? That goes back is to it, uh, is it here? like badass in that movie. That's one of those Melvin Bad Peoples things. Put some respect on it. <laughs> Birdman. Birdman raping low boys for a record deal. Starship yeah. God claims he slept with Birdman. One who? of the most bizarre stories. It's on YouTube. Starship God? I don't even know who is. The that like that a rapper is. who got a deal and never went anywhere? Probably. <laughs> oh, they blocked it. Mm. They took the video down. Yeah, they put some respect on that. Gotta... Well, maybe Birdman rolled up on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So people were people like this other guy. Some young dude put a thing up saying how um, you know the, the emasculation of of the young black male, and you basically saying that these guys are all acting gay, and you're all acting like you're gay, gay, and blah, blah, blah. And I was talking to this guy at the gym, and he was like, yeah, you need to tell these young boys. I said, are, are you not, you're jumping right past the headline of the story. So you understand that the the man in this story who says that this happened to him is saying that Birdman raped him. Mm-hmm. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rather, why are you focusing on on the on the about being, the guy being a feminine? The gay, what's that? Mm-hmm. Has, that literally is the least of the things that's that we need to be talking right. about right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even if he is, even There's if he is gay, you still rape someone. That's nothing right. to be talking about right now. <laughs> right. What we should be focusing on is the fact that apparently Birdman is that this kid was raped. Right. Apparently Birdman has done something right. worse than his music. Yeah. Good one. Put some respect good. on that it. That was a good one. <laughs> We're saying apparently because we don't know. It's Allegedly. Just, people Allegedly. focusing on the wrong things. It's the same thing right. with African Mimbata. Right. You're not seeing the right thing. Right. I, I, and I concur with that. What, what are you talking about? What I think talk about he would have been better off saying is, truth be told, I grew up, this is me speaking, if I were careless. Right. I grew up under BAM. Like he, I was a child. Yeah. So it's hard for me to reconcile. It's like a Redskins It's like a Redskins. It is. Just, it's hard. Just, just say, say that. It's just say that. That, that would have been more in line of it's hard for me to reconcile. Just like now, as we, how we got to this conversation, we're talking about people on stage. It's hard for me to reconcile what a person can and cannot say because I've been through, working through what I can and cannot say. Right. So it's hard for me to just come to another person and say, hey, you shouldn't say that. Or I've even, you know, now I've offered advice. Hey, you might want to try to say it like this. Yeah, yeah. Which I've received because you've offered that. Hey, you might want to say it like this. Which really, you know, that's yeah. That's a technical thing. That's not a. That's technical. Exactly. That's a technical issue. So now, yeah. if 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 Karis once says along those lines, hey man, um, I grew up as, as a child in a band who helped me get my tutelage, helped me rhyme and rap and understand who I am as a human being. Now I'm coming from a different place. Now what you're saying is the teacher. I have to reconcile with this fact that Sandusky might have recruited me too, but damn, look at what he did to my brothers and sisters that he yeah. also recruited. Yeah, which is what LeVar Arrington went through. He right. talked about that. He was like, right. I can't reconcile. You know, it's hard to reconcile. S- well, yeah, he was like, I had, he had to reconcile. Like, with the fact that Sandusky's a yeah, rapist? Yeah, he was like, this is it's, it's gross, but it's true. Yeah. And it's a gross truth. It's the people in the church that have to reconcile. Those are the ones that have to reconcile that your pastor did do this. Yeah. Right. Your yeah. pastor has done this. And yes, your pastor has also helped you out. Yeah. That's how they were your pastor. That's how they got so close. People 
prey and it's called predators. People pick and choose. Yeah, they know where and, they can do this. So they Bam, know who they can do so this to. You you feel for Bam because Bam because Bam did so much for hip hop, but Bam is not hip hop. That that's the way that's that, that, that's why I like like the Redskins aren't indicative of football. Right. And more fans who say they're not indicative of Washington football. Football. You know, uh, uh Bam is not hip hop. Let's not put that on. Especially you, now when we're talking about what we're talking about. Then you make that him, negates everything that's hip hop to me. You make him <laughs> if you think that way, if you think that he like that's like guys like Karis one, like everyone must respect Africa Bambata, it's required. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> And and the, you basically yeah. make him infallible, just like the church makes the pastor infallible. Yeah. He's a fucking one way ticket to God, right? You know, right? He's a conduit. Right. right. Uh, he basically speaks on behalf of God. So right. when you make someone infallible, they can get right. away with all kinds of shit. Right. And that, 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 well, you deify is what we're yeah. saying. Would you, yeah. would you deify someone? Yeah. Right. And I will say, and and and, but this is the truth of hip hop. Part of hip hop is understanding it is deification. And under, it came through all of that, like the, the nations of the gods and the right. earth and the five percenters and so forth. That's yeah. their whole thing. That being said, if true deification is understanding that I'm human first, you know, humanity, that's true deification is really being like, I'm a human being and I share this life with others. Yeah. There's the ripple effect where you have to go, you know what? That one isn't one. Well, think about that the, ripple. one think about one the ripples that that, w- <laughs> uh, that Bam has, has sent across the pond. Yeah. Think about yeah. this ripple, all those lives that he's affected. Yeah, because that one isn't one of like us. And guy like one will wonder, well, how come how come these young men didn't come and say anything? I'm like, well, you're you're telling us why right, right. now. Well, the one dude says he did. Going to believe them. The one dude he says he did. Just like stories, and like we're talking about uh, uh, people saying what they want to say. People say, and, and, and like in comedy, and here on our local scene, people say, I've told somebody not ask somebody not to say that. Well, that's cool, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. are you, what are you really going? You can't ask. You know, somebody makes a statement. And say first of all, well, let's look into what is harassing about this. What is harassing? What is causing? What is impeding you from achieving your true potential? Mm-hmm. Is this impeding you from achieving your true potential, or do you really just not like this? Now, to me, when I hear something I don't like, that's when the comedian in me goes, "God damn, I got to jump all over that because that's what I'm here for." Right. Yeah. Write a bit about it. That- <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. It's the one person going, did you guys see this? Did you guys say that? Yeah. You know, I've been on my Trump shit now because the closer the closer we get, holy shit. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. You know, now, you know, I, I'm one of those dudes where I don't, I believe if you speak about someone, you give them power. I didn't want to do that. Okay. Yeah. Too late now. He got it all. Yeah. But damn, let's go yeah, in. as well. <laughs> let's go in because this, well. it, this is the battle. Now, where do I stand on these lines? Well, first, as a person who has to vote, I can no longer say I'm independent. I have to choose sides. Hey, guess what? Guess who ain't getting it? Well, <laughs> the Green Party ain't getting it. The State Party ain't getting it. I live in D.C. So they have statehood, libertarians. They ain't getting it. <laughs> I already heard. Now I got to go with the Democrats. Oh, shit. <laughs> 138. Yeah, we got to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. we got to wrap up. We got another one to do. Uh, listen, I will be at uh, Magoobie's uh, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Coming up two weeks. Just coming up with uh, D.C. Benny. Y'all need to come on through. D.C. Hey, Benny! Yeah, man. Big up. I got to come check those out. take a uh, record. Let me know. I'm going to take a recorder up there, and I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna record Benny. I'm gonna ask him if I can. If I not can, his set, we can like an interview. Set. Yeah, let me see if I ask him if I can talk to him. Bootleg his set. Yeah, and I'll bootleg some of his set. Uh, Andy, you got anything? Uh, June nineteenth, I'm at the Cellar Door in Frederick, Maryland, headlining go, Sunday night time. show. It's my. I've been there twice before. It's my return. It's been a little while. I love that place. Uh, so come out to that. I got a couple things coming up after that, but uh, we'll stick with that one for now. Yeah, I got a Cellar Door story for you that I just told <laughs> last night. By the way. 
Hey, Mondays, I'm hanging out at Madam's Organ. So if you guys like to come to uh, Adams Morgan, I am in Madam's Organ on the second floor. We do a show called The Dark Side. Uh, so Mike, come on through and check it out. Sweet, sweet. Ladies. Watch it, listen to it, perform on it. You know who I'm talking about. We have a regular listener on the show who comes through and always puts money in the tip jar, and oh. we love those three to four dollars. Yeah, that's how I like three guys on. That's why I can say with Sop Puppet number one, people come from this show <laughs> to our shows. Yeah. They can come to Sop. They come to my shows. <laughs> June 24th, I'll be uh, performing at the Kennedy Center again, uh, hanging out with their Kennedy Center Comedy Festival thing All going right. on. What so, show? Who you? Who uh, doing a podcast. Oh, okay. uh, doing a podcast uh, in the, I forget exactly what it's called, but I'm doing a You Me Them Everybody podcast, hanging out. Okay. So I'll be doing color commentary. It's a podcast in the, whatever, Benson, BYT at the... Yeah, uh, we will comedy, be trying to hook up with Rod festival. and Karen from the Black Guy Tips when they're in town for the awesome con. Everybody, they, they, oh, that's that's two weeks. I didn't yeah, know they were coming to town. Shit, yeah. I'm I'm going to Baltimore that night, so we try to. They we were gotta, Ebony. We got to work that out. We try to work. We got to have them on. And um, uh, provide shout, shout out to shout out to they want to do our show. Shout out to Liz Mealy, who's overseas for three months doing stand up. Sweet, sweet Liz, friend of the podcast. She was in Cuba. She's started. She's starting her Obama. She started her trip in Cuba. Obama. And she yeah. will be going. She's going to Europe. Over to Europe. There's, there's a picture of sweet, sweet Liz at the beach. Oh, uh, she just retweeted me recently. I love yeah, her. She's sweet, awesome. Sweet, sweet Liz. Well, shout out to sweet, sweet Liz over there. And uh, thank you guys for anybody who uh, do some duckies in the tip jar. Y'all be sure to email us if you like. Three guys we on at Gmail. Want to hear from you. Dot com. Hey, um, a gentleman emailed me about a workout, and it occurs to me that I never got to it. I spent some time writing one from somebody for somebody else, and he tweeted us at the Gmail account, and it occurred to me the other day. I was like, I never, I never did that one, so I'll be taking care of that. I can't think of your name off the top of my head, but you know who you are if you're listening because I haven't, I haven't uh, gotten back to you, and I will be. I uh, don't think I've forgotten about you. I just did a couple of others for somebody else, and I'm, uh, yours must have got lost in the shuffle. Oh, man. I don't know how that happened, but. Yeah, you got so, lost. So take down. He's a celebrity. Yeah. Take down the dartboard with Randolph's picture. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I said, I did a <laughs> couple of. I bought Blue of, Magic I and everything. did a couple of others, <laughs> and I, I will get to you. He's running over Blue Magic with a steamroller. Right. Magic. Popped into my head. The other day. I, was like, I didn't do that. Blue so I will take Magic. care of you. I will take care of you. All right. So we want to thank y'all for coming in. And y'all come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Sock Puppet number one, Haywood Turnip Seed Jr. And then we got three guys on. And girl, we love your body. (laughs) Y'all come on back. We'll be here for you guys. Pay your tithes. Pay them tithes.